Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Hi. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I hate him. You love him. No one hates him more than me. Then throw water on him. Show me how much you hate him. I'm going to throw battery acid at you right now. (laughs) In a battery. You're just going to throw it. You're not going to take it out of the battery first. You're just going to chuck it at me. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shavakadoo! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Thursday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we have Bone of Education today. Oh, yes, we do. What are you teaching us? We're going to learn about regular-looking creatures that are actually quite deadly. Mm. Yeah. Oh. little common thread going through this one today, so we'll do that at 402. Uh, no uh, ice shanty prostitutes today? I mean, it's up to you if you want to get into I mean, that. We did it we yesterday, can. so if you, if you want to hear more of that, go back in the podcast feed and Listen to yesterday's show. You know, it's it's an interesting show. When I got feedback from people yesterday, I heard some people say it was the greatest show they've ever heard us do. <laughs> and I've heard some people say it was the worst show we've ever done. So it I mean, it could easily have been both. It was interesting, though, because Melissa asked me when I got home, she's like, are you guys talking about having sex with fruit? And I said, we well, did that. Yes, we were rating theoretical possibilities which ones and then she said how in the world did you get stuck on that and i said i honestly don't remember and i had forgotten it was because of the person the mayor up in hudson ohio saying people are going to have sex or i'm not just sex prostitution is going to occur in ice fishing shanties so Mm -hmm. thank you for reminding me that's how we got there if you uh want to listen to the best slash worst show of all time it's in the podcast feed go on and get it uh, would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Buckeye basketball last night. They blow a late lead. Lose to Rutgers. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this game because, look, man, Rutgers is not a bad basketball team. They've beaten a lot of good teams, especially at home this season. However, you're going to lose games in the Big Ten. I get it. It's a good conference. Rutgers is not a bad team. But you had that game. Oh, you had I, I actually would have felt better if they just went out there and laid an egg and it wasn't their night. That was your game. You had it and you blew it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really was. O- Ohio State, uh, I saw that a uh, few different places were tweeting this out. The win probability I know, for Ohio State. I don't, I don't love that stat, but I have it here in front of me. With 328 left to go, uh, EJ Liddell g- grabbed a defensive rebound and the Buckeye win probability was 94.3%. They were up 64 to 56 at right. that juncture. And then <laughs> if you've seen those win probability, you know, graphs that they put on ESPN, it goes looks good for the Buckeyes and then it just nose dives down to Rutgers and uh it's frustrating to lose that game. Yeah, I mean, my thoughts on this game are that's that's 
not a game that if you think you're competing for a Big Ten title, as far as the regular season goes, you can't drop games like that. Not just I'm not saying you can't lose to Rutgers. That that does happen in the Big Ten. You can't lose to anybody like that. No, you can't lose a game that you had firm control of for most of that game, despite was it the best game they've ever played? No. But you were gonna win it you, though. Yeah, you were and, and you were gonna win on the road and in a tough environment. That crowd was hyped up and ready to go, as they should be, but yeah, I I don't have any good feelings about how that one ended. I feel like the Buckeyes lacked aggressiveness down the stretch when you really needed someone to take the game back over and say, okay, Rutgers is getting a little run here. I'm going to go shut them down. No one was really able to step up and do that. No, EJ didn't have that killer instinct last night. And look, I don't want to be classified as a hater here, but we have seen this before. Anytime you throw any press defense or pressure defense at Ohio State, it looks like they don't know what to do with the basketball. Yeah, We saw it again last night. Are they not practicing this? Well, I'm sure they're. I'm. Sh- I'm sure they're practicing well, practice it. I would it ha- better. I would hope so. But these are the things that I don't. I really. I would love if it, if it was something that my job required, or if I was allowed to do it. I would love to watch just hours and hours of practice footage for college basketball teams because I don't honestly know how it works, Mike. My assumption is yes, you run through that a million times. I would think those are things you do. Not constantly, but you know it's something teams might throw at you from time to time. So much like you would drill in football a two-minute offense, right? They don't just practice that when they go, oh, this one might be a close game this week, or we're an underdog. We should practice two-minute offense. No, like you practice that. You have a package. You understand it. You do that all the time because you never know when you're going to need it. And I would think that's the same thing with breaking a press or, you know, the other way, running a press if you needed to because you think we've got an advantage there. But Certainly breaking a press is something that every guy who plays college basketball at this level should know the the basic tenets of. You don't run to the corners. You try to get the ball moving to the middle of the floor, and then you get over the half-court line. Those are your three goals. Do not get stuck anywhere where you give them extra defenders. And yet, this team seems to not grasp that, and I don't know why. Next up, Michigan on Saturday night. Uh, Jackets in Buffalo tonight. Coverage starts 6.30. Catch all the action right here on The Fan. Dick Matcheter Ford Fan Poll, 971thefan.com. What is your favorite Super Bowl prop bet? Gatorade bath color, national anthem length, coin toss winner, first player to score. Now, I know you're going to do tons of prop de- bets, that too, prop mm-hmm. bets All in that. degenerate T-bone tomorrow, yeah. but what is your favorite of the prop bets? Well, I, I every year go to this one, and I don't always get it right. Anthem? Far from it. The anthem is my favorite. Who's singing it this year? You know what? I haven't even done the research yet. I don't know. I should know that. Let me look. Teddy, figure out who's singing the national anthem this no, year. I'll pull it up real quick. Uh, Who was it last year? Why Ted, do you know what it here? is? What's going it's on? It's Mickey Guyton. I don't know who that is. Mickey Guyton. She's a country she, artist. She, he? She, yeah. Mickey I'm, Guyton. I, nope. No idea. Okay. Well, let her live. Well, you're a country guy. Not that much. Uh, that's. I mean, I've listened to some country, but I'm not like newer country is not my thing. Okay, but whatever. All right, Mickey Guyton. I there don't you know go. About her, let her live. I hope she does well. I'd take the under. <laughs> you don't even. I take the under. Know how long she's saying it before? I don't. But don't I, I'm a research. Here's, here's, to back my, this here's up. my rationale on this. Country artists. Maybe I'm wrong. Country artists aren't known to elongate 
words and riff as much. They sort of just get to the point. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying that she'll be a little you know, quicker. If you, you got Tony Braxton out there. She's going to give it to you. Yeah. But, I don't uh, know. Whatever, sure. whatever this chick's name is. Mickey, Mickey James. Guyton. Mickey Guyton. Mickey Guyton. I think she's going to get to the point. All right. Under. Well, uh, okay. I hope I hope you're right. We'll find out. I'm going to do some research, Mike, and I'll get back to you on that tomorrow. So we're going to go 24 hours from I didn't know who she was to I'm going to have an expert opinion on how long it's going to take her to sing the anthem. There we go. And again, with like the Gatorade ba- the Gatorade bath color, I know they put put limits on how much you can bet on these things, but wouldn't the equipment manager who put it in the thing of course. know exactly what the color is, then go online and put money on it? Or if you really want to be secure, they could just talk to someone they know with no phone trace, no email, no no paper trail, and just say, hey, here's what I'm going to do. You should bet all the money that you are allowed to on it. And, of course, we can split that because it's dumb that people bet on this. You remember the... It's uh, fun that we bet on it. It's dumb, too. The Mel Gibson, Gary Sinise movie, Ransom. Do you ever see that one? I remember I didn't watch it. Where I, Gary yeah. Sinise kidnaps Mel Gibson's kid, and they use the phone disguisers when they talk to disguise the oh, voice. Oh, okay. So it's like, your kid is... It's one of those things. Yeah, I gotcha. You know, maybe somebody gets a call. You know, they pick up the phone and say, hello? The Gatorade is red. The Gatorade's... <laughs> what? Who is this? The Gatorade is red. All right! Putting money on would red you, Gatorade. Would you, if someone called you out of the blue and was like, hey, the Gatorade is red, would you be like, I got to run to the casino? Or would you say, hang on a second, well, I mean, who, is, who is this? Well, there has to be some connection, right? Well, Why yeah. would they just call some random That's person? That's what I'm saying. So you'd have to say. But it's somebody that you know. Like, like, oh, I forgot Frank works for Gatorade. It's probably Frank, but he doesn't want his voice on there. What if it's someone you didn't know worked for the team but they remember you from high school they're like i was mean to that person in high school i'm gonna do them a solid now call them out of the blue they Maybe. look you up and they don't and you don't even know they work for the uh, team the hooker is in the ice shanty <laughs> the gatorade is red i'll tell you right now that's a good band name hooker in the ice I, no, shanty? No, no, no ice shanty hookers ice. yeah that's if you're from northeast ohio and you're following a band though, it's yo-yo ma cello music <laughs> it's not like are you ready to rock none of that no, it could be. I think that would actually make good like dubstep, like someone who's like a what's dubstep? It's like electronic. It's Joey Bosa style music. Oh, okay. Come on, go with the times. Play it in the Kiki. How come they don't have anybody like that singing the anthem? How would you sing dubstep? You don't sing. It's it's instrumental. Like it's oons, 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 well. Oons. Why can't they have that to the anthem beat? <laughs> like we've had saxoph- like jazz saxophonists do the anthem. Right, they're not singing yeah. it, but they do the anthem. Hmm. You could, you could morph Sandstorm. You could do an anthem version of this. Yeah, that'd go over real well with people who are not happy that, like, some guys are like, you know, what? I'm going to take a knee during the anthem just to make a point. It's like, all right, we got. <laughs> Dipl- What's the difference? Diplo's going to put a he's going to put a spin on the anthem you've never heard of before. First of all. I, I'm not breaking news when I say this. We have one of the dullest anthems known to man. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's jazz it up a little bit with some Sandstorm. No, sandstorm listen. anthem. I'll sign the petition. <laughs> no, it's sad. I agree with you that our anthem sucks, but I also don't trust anyone who would be in charge to say, like, and now we'll get someone who's really good at writing a song to put this together. They would probably go out and be like, you know, we should get to do the new anthem? Metallica. 
And it's like, no, I I like Metallica, but don't let Lars Ulrich anywhere near the anthem because he'll screw it up like that. Well, no, maybe they could take, you know, this land is your land, but they can Metallica. Well, that's, that's a different. That's up. not the anthem, but you well, could do that. That's one. what I mean. You could do oh, that. Make but that the new anthem. Metallica gives it its flavor. Oh yeah, little uh, just every after every line. It's, this land is your land. Yeah, yeah, like just yeah. that. Yeah, or Scott Stapp. Well, he, he will he will add a yeah, you know that. But he'll also add some angels flying overhead and some shirtless dudes on bungee cords. It'll be a that'll be a show. My guy. That was a great halftime show. I wish more I wish more people have seen it. I hope they do next year's halftime show. Yeah, why not? Reunited. We're bringing back bands from the nineties. Right? You gotta let's everybody like Jay Z and everybody else is gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Snoop's gonna be there. Yeah. Why not Creed? Dr. Dre? Hashtag, why not Creed? (laughs) Uh, Jim Harbaugh is adding to his Michigan staff, and apparently he can't do it without his brother. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for right now. You are going to find some delays on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Plan about a five-minute delay in that area. Starving Report is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. New year, new career. Rumpke Waste and Recycling is now hiring new and seasoned CDL drivers age 19 and up. Family-owned and operated, Rumpke offers tuition reimbursement, home nightly routes, and a recession-resistant career. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. It's Would You Rather Thursday. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at manandbone971. I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of ice shanty Mm. tweets today with the Would You Rather Based you, on yesterday's show? Well, there's there's lots of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Lots of things you could talk about. Jim Harbaugh is back, and he's committed to Michigan. And he's added to his staff. He has hired former defensive coordinator at Vanderbilt, Jesse Minter, as Michigan's new D.C. Ah, uh, he's finally hired someone who has zero ties to his brother, John. Well, no, that's not true, oh. because uh, he was also an assistant for three years on the Ravens staff. <laughs> He also named his offensive decision makers because his coordinator left him. Mm -hmm. And uh, the resume sounds pretty similar. Uh, What are their names? Matt Weiss and Sharon Moore are going to share play calling duties, which I'm sure that'll work out well. Weiss spent last season as Michigan's quarterbacks coach having been promoted to co-offensive coordinator following Gaddis's departure. Moore, who served as co-defensive, co- co-offensive coordinator and offensive line coach, will remain in his role but add play-calling responsibilities. Michigan hired Weiss in February 2021 after he had spent 12 years on staff with the Baltimore Ravens under coach John Man, Harbaugh. I got to tell you, it must be something where, you know, my brother and I, do different things for a living. But 
if I like he does real estate, if I got into real estate and then instantly was like, hey, man, can you send me someone who knows how to like do mortgages and do all that stuff? And he's like, oh, yeah, here, use my guy. And then it's like, oh, hey, do you know any like assistance that could help with scheduling? And the, oh, yeah, here, here's the person I've worked with. Like if I just relied on him for everything after a while, I could see my brother looking at me and going, dude, find your own way to do this. Like I'm happy to offer some assistance, but in their case, these two brothers are getting paid millions of dollars to do this job. They both went to a Super Bowl and played against each other, coached against each other. How do you just phone it in this much if you're the head coach of Michigan and say, yeah, I'll just get anybody my brother used to have roaming around his staff. His I'll just get him to come staff, on. His entire staff is based on guys he got from his brother, including his defensive coordinator last year, Mike McDonald. <laughs> who went back to Baltimore now. Yeah, but it was almost like a loner program. We, we said this when he when he came back, I think with his tail between his legs, because the Vikings didn't offer him the job. And he was talking about how committed he was, and I'm there as long as they want me. This is a complete and total disaster. You could make the point last season, and I did. As we were leading up to that game, I said on this show that I thought we were looking at a different Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh last year was much more reserved. He didn't have a ton of noise around him. Very businesslike. This is what I want to accomplish. We're going to do this, this, and this. We're going to beat Ohio State. We're going to win the Big Ten. We're going to go to the playoffs. We're going to do all these things. He was very set on that. And there wasn't a lot of noise around him. And he became a much more stoic figure. Now, I think he looks like a pathetic figure. I think all of that goodwill that he built up last year is gone. That picture of patience. Oh, look at Michigan. They stuck with him. And now Jim Harbaugh's a rock. He's granite. Nothing can touch him. And he's conquered his demons. Now he comes back with his tail between his legs, hiring all his brother's assistants again, saying, oh, no, I swear I'm back. Meanwhile, you got your offensive coordinator that everybody thought highly of in Josh Gaddis. Yeah. Right. People looked at him if Harbaugh left as a guy who would be the head coach at Michigan. He leaves and says, essentially, my head coach didn't respect me. My school didn't respect me. You know he's not the only one that felt like that. This has to seep down to recruiting. Well, it seeps down recruiting, and maybe that's a telltale sign, too, that so many of Jim Harbaugh's assistants have been John Harbaugh's assistants because maybe when you go to other programs and other you know lines of coaching trees and you say, hey, man, I see you're like a special teams coordinator over here, but I think you could be a really good you know, assistant defensive coordinator. If you came over here for me, maybe there are guys who are just like, yeah, no, thanks, Jim. I'm not, <laughs> not coming over there. I don't have any, I don't want to No, I don't want to coach for you. I don't want to be a part of that. And, and maybe that's why he has to constantly go get retread guys that his brother worked with. Maybe that is it. I don't know. I'm not saying these guys aren't good at what they do. I am saying you're right about yes or about this past season where you had a lot of people thinking Harbaugh changed. It I is, thought he changed. It is easy for me to now look at that in the past and say, oh, that was a guy sucking in his gut because they were taking the picture. That's a guy who in the moment was like, I can go get to the NFL if I play my cards right for six months. And he did. He played his cards very well. And he he stuck more within himself. He didn't try to be. I'm saying you got the best version of him because I bet you he was thinking in his head, I got to get out of Michigan. I got to get this team to be a winner. And then if I do that, NFL teams are going to be watching. I'm going to put you on best behavior. Now that that's all done, he's he's let the gut back out. He's just going to be 
whatever he is, you are going to see that well over the next few and, years. And Michigan's been exposed too. Where they've they've been exposed. They have no personal pride. They have no real expectations. They were oh yeah, you want to go someplace else on National Signing Day and and apply for another job? We'll be here for you if you change your mind. We're yeah, Michigan. We just kind of sit around and wait. Get real. Have standards. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, they're looking at it. I'm sure some of the Michigan, you know, higher ups would say the ones who defend Harbaugh all the time, right? There's nothing to defend no, in no, this no. situation. Nothing. I'm sure some of his acolytes in that program, they look at him last year and said, we never should have cut his salary. What were we thinking? Look at how good Jim Harbaugh is. Look at how, why did we doubt this man? We'll give you whatever you want. And then Harbaugh probably held that over. Again, the ones who are susceptible to it, the ones who actually felt that way, which I think is stupid. Because all those articles that got written last year, I thought were laughable. When people said, Jim Harbaugh, it's just different now and it's like Uh well okay he's doing better that does not mean it's completely different yet let's wait two or three years and see if it's different but instead there were a lot of people who took one year and said ah i see now jim harbaugh's changed guess what now you've got to live with that and i bet you some of those michigan people if they had to do over again they wouldn't have bought in so quickly on last year They would have gone back because I bet some of them felt like at the time we got to do whatever it takes to keep him. And then they watched as the NFL just looked at this guy and looked at him again and poked him a little bit more and said, nah, he's not right for us. And then they all realized, oh, maybe they see something we can't. And maybe now they're starting to regret this decision. Uh, The Major League Soccer season is fast approaching. I saw NYCFC. Those are the defending champs okay. of Major League Soccer. They have uh, landed a new sponsorship deal with Dude Wipes. Dude <laughs> Wipes logo will appear on the jersey sleeve all season long for NYCFC. Dude Wipes are, you know, wipes for your ass and balls. Mm-hmm. For, well, yeah. They're, they're sanitary I was going to say wipes. for men, but, you know. I mean, what is it? What are they? You go to the store and you're like a lady and you buy one. They're just going to like yeah, tackle boss, you and you say, no, you can't it. touch these. Like, no. come on. You can, yeah, they're for anybody. Here's a quote from President Tim Martin, president of uh, Dude Wipes. Yeah. He says, the grittiness and diversity of New York in general kind of takes on the mold of our brand as well. Oh, boy. There's an edginess to the Dude Wipes brand Uh that when you combine that with the way in which people live their lives in New York City, especially as we enter the summer... Where anybody that's lived in the city understands what it means to commute or get on subways. We love the notion of the freshness this brand can provide our fans. It's just really a good fit. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I have seen Dude Wipes advertised on uh, NASCAR. They had had an advertising campaign in NASCAR on race cars. All right. It's fine. Right? It's a product people might want. Um, Call me crazy. I don't think every segment or product works on like a shirt as an ad like if you're an advertiser that's going to be put on a shirt i feel like anything related to toiletry products put on the pants put them no, on the shorts I'm, no i'm saying yeah those new york city fc jerseys make great dude wipes you're right just got one of those laid around wipe your ass with it like that's the instant thought i had when i saw that is why would you want that on your shirt to say yes that's exactly what this is a sanitary wipe it's worth nothing more than that uh carson palmer and Hitler. I have two of those stories coming up oh, next. Wow, that's out of nowhere. Okay. Oh, I'm going right. to discuss both of those people. Okay. Next, Common Man and T Bone on the fan. 
Fan Traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on East Broad Street at James Road. This accident does involve injuries. Please be very careful over here as things begin to clear and plan on slowdowns as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Would you rather, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, send in your would you rather tweets at manandbone971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. Washington Commanders defensive tackle Jonathan Allen apologized for a since-deleted tweet in which he said Adolf Hitler was one of three people living or dead with whom he'd like to have dinner. Yeah, not great. Well, it's not great, but again, I understand what he's saying, too. He's probably was asked, the the question is always trying to get to, who are people that you would have questions for? And saying, here's what he said, the biggest mass murderer in history, I would have questions on why you were like this. Right. He said, his answers, by the way, were his granddad. I don't know if he ever met his granddad or not, but Hitler and Michael Jackson, which I'm sure would be a very interesting table. Uh, He then went on Twitter and said, he's a military genius and I love military tactics, but honestly, I would want to pick his brain as to why he did what he did. I'm also assuming that the people I've chosen have to answer all my questions honestly. Um, Later in the day, he tweeted, Early I tweeted something that probably hurt people, and I apologize about what I said. I didn't express properly what I was trying to say, and I realized it was dumb! Exclamation point. Well, it was dumb. It was dumb, but I, I also understand what he's trying to say. I mean, it's the same reason why... You know, we do prison interviews with serial killers. We're trying to understand these people. What makes them like this? Well, yes, you're right. Very few of those people, though, uh, have written books that detail quite explicitly what they thought, why they thought it, and obviously how wrong they were. Like, Hitler was very wrong on all accounts of everything he wanted to do. So... I, I I know what you're getting at there, but if you want to know why Hitler was thinking what he was thinking, he the answer is because he's an evil, mass murdering piece of crap. Like I don't know what else to say there. Like no, no, no. I know, all of, of course, all the info is out there on the why result. he was horrible and what he said. And I mean, he he spoke publicly about all of his effed up thoughts that he had. So yes, like look, you can you can find all that out. I from am that not guy. saying that I would put this on social media. Because I I wouldn't. Well, no. For all of those reasons you just said. But I also understand what he's trying to say here. He did apologize. Yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody talks about this guy like he's a very good guy. 
No, you know, he's I, a Walter think, Payton Man of the Year award winner. I think his mistake was he made a mistake. That's yes, all. I don't. He, he's a yeah, bad he guy. He's yes. not an evil guy. It wasn't rooted in hate. He no, no, no. He made a mistake, and and one of those mistakes is when someone asks you like, "Hey, who are three interesting people you like to have dinner with?" Don't think too hard about it. <laughs> like, don't try to be like, ah, you know what? No one's going to say Hitler. And I'll tell you why. And it's like, no, nope, there's a reason why no one's going to say Hitler, because that's a bad answer. Just don't. No, nope, that's wrong. Let's transition from uh, Hitler to Carson Palmer. I saw Carson Palmer was interviewed by Bengals.com, and he was asked about Joe Burrow. Carson Palmer said, love everything about him. Very level-headed. It's demoralizing to get sacked that many times, takes an emotional toll on everybody, but you never felt that way watching him play. He was cool, he was calm, the offensive line believed in him, they knew the defense would get a stop. He's a, he's a great belief and great energy in that magic. Just enough to get this team past all those all-pros and all-stars, I hope. Yeah, well, I think he makes a very solid point that we have not touched on a ton with Joe Burrow. And that is, it does probably have to take a mental toll on you to be sacked as much as he has in his career and even this season. But does kind of go to show you that while there are certainly some quarterbacks who probably could have done a lot better if they hadn't had their confidence ruined the first couple years by playing for awful teams, doesn't it also speak to the idea that we've always said, which is, yeah, but if you're really that good, yeah, if you're I, a I dude, mean, and Joe Burrow may end up being. Uh, that dude who's a historically good that dude, right? I'm I'm acknowledging that there may be people not as good as Joe Burrow who could still be really good NFL quarterbacks that just didn't have that ability to overcome a terrible offensive line like he has. But yes, Joe Burrow is an example of someone who did have the horrible offensive line and was able to shake that off and still make plays. And now he's got his team one win away from being the champions of the NFL. It's no, but you know Hard what bothers me, though, is that, you know, people look at a guy like Joe Burrow, who played from jump in the NFL, and say, well, he's he's just special. So you can't compare other quarterbacks to him. But we do that for Pat Mahomes all the time. Sure. Right? Guys like yeah. Pat Mahomes, where it's like, see, this is what happens when you sit and learn. Or Aaron Rodgers. Or, exactly. He Aaron sat Rodgers, and learned, but he became Aaron Rodgers. Can I tell Rogers. you something? There's, of the successful quarterbacks out there, there's more like Joe Burrow who oh, played yeah. from jump that became Hall of Famers than guys who sat around for a year. Well, yeah. I, I think ultimately you can look at all those different guys. You can find an example on either side of that argument. The bigger point is sometimes if you're really good, you'll just figure it out. Whether you get to play immediately, whether you get to play after a year, whether you sit for four years and the whole time the aging superstar that you're behind says, I'm going to retire. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Just kidding. I hate you. I hate everybody. I'm retiring. No, I'm not. Here's a picture of my pee pee. Like that was, that was Aaron Rodgers situation with Brett Favre. All I'm getting to is everyone's situation is different. The great players oftentimes find ways to crack through. Maybe not everybody, but most of the time, if you're a great player, you find a way to get there. You know, Carson Palmer is a guy that I'm sure Bengal fans have mixed emotions about because he was one of the greatest quarterbacks to play for your franchise, but he also wanted to retire rather than continue to play with your franchise. But, you know, he had the same issue with ownership that fans had with ownership. Oh, but, yeah. you know, he was a guy that 
at the end of the day, couldn't get over the mountain with the Bengals. And I wonder, you know, he says he's saying all the right things about Joe Burrow, but I wonder if there's some bitterness in there, too, because Joe Burrow has managed to do something that he couldn't do. Well, but let's let's also take a look at all that. Right. I mean, we don't know what Carson Palmer was going to do that year where his knee got ripped up, you know, chemo von Olhoff and all that. We don't know. Maybe that would have been a year where he got maybe, I don't know, to a Super Bowl, but they maybe go pretty far that year. Okay. And and then after that, perhaps the story changes a bit with him because now they've got some more confidence. They do more with that roster. I think you're right that he probably has some bitterness there, like anybody would, that, man, I wish this was happening to me. But I wonder if maybe he also looks at it and says, yeah, but the organization got better. Like, you know, as an, no, I'm not talking about it head coach because I, I think Marvin's a better head coach than the guy you've got now in Zach Taylor. But I think the organization was not as good at identifying talent, listening to the players, and making the right calls when it came time, like we just talked about no, with Jamar Chase right. and Penny Sewell last year. That's a huge call that they made. You're right. That However, perhaps changes the course of their team if they make the wrong decision. You know, Carson Palmer also was playing with a wide receiver in Chad Johnson who led the league in receiving yards. That's true. Right? I mean, he was at that point in his... We look at him now as sort of like a clown who's waiting around at IHOP oh, I, I to mean, have breakfast with people. But yeah. during his prime, he was he was the best receiver in the NFL yeah. for a couple years. And he was on that team with Carson Palmer. Right. You can could, could make the comparison. You know, Joe Burrow has that with Jamar Chase. Yet one of these teams got over the hump. The other one didn't. Oh, I, I know. And, and I think that's a debate that would, you know, go on for a while as to what would have happened if Palmer doesn't get injured. You know, does that change things? I don't know the answer, but yeah, it's, it's a fascinating question. And I'm sure he does have some, you know, maybe even a small amount of bitterness that's there. Anybody would in that situation who's tried, didn't get there. And then somebody else comes along and does in a similar situation. One of the all-time great names gets a new job. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on James Road at Broad Street. It is causing slowdowns in that area. The accident does involve injuries. Please be careful as things begin to clean up. Plan about a 10 to 15 minute backup in the meantime. Scrubbing report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. What was I going to do? Oh, I was reading something. You are. You're going to read something. Join the fans. Anthony Rothman as he broadcasts live from the Super Bowl this week. Listen all week long from noon to three for all the medium name guests you can handle. Sponsored by Low T Center. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Icky Woods today. He did. That's right, my guy. Well, I would hope you're going to have Icky Woods at the Super Bowl and have him on because that's Bengals royalty right there, and of course they're in the Super Bowl. 
cannot imagine what... Well, I can't imagine because we talked to one. Platinum Fox came in and sassayed down to talk to us. And he had, he asked me, he said, are you rooting for my Bengals this weekend? And I said, Platinum Fox, I am... Spoiler alert. I am picking your Bengals to win this game. But... But... There's no way in hell I am rooting for the Bengals. I am a Browns fan. What are you fan. talking about, man? I was, I was rooting watching for the, the Bengals. I was watching the video of bars up in Cleveland oh, with oh. people wearing brown stuff, oh, yeah. cheering like crazy when the Bengals won the AFC. I don't know what, what are you to talking make. About? I don't know what to make of those people. I know what to make of those people. They suck. I have no I, I don't I mean I have no defense for it. I listen, let me be very clear as a Browns fan. The Bengals deserve everything they're getting i have extreme sour grapes about it because i would rather it be my team and that's just honesty that's not me saying that they don't they don't they deserve every bit of what's happening right now it's not browns got screwed no and i cannot for the life of me defend browns fans who are like we're all in this together ohio get out of here nor can i defend the the browns fans who seriously Say things like, well, we beat them in the regular season twice, including the one that mattered. So, yeah, it's like, what? Good. Jack Harbaugh's got a banner for you to raise. What does that do for you? I'd rather lose to the Bengals 100 to nothing every year twice. And be in the Super Bowl? And be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Yeah, you should. I'll take it. I don't know what I'm... As a Browns fan, I have nothing else other than to say, I hope the Bengals lose. You can respect them. I do. But if you're a Browns fan, you should not be rooting for them. This is the division rival. Yeah, you should oh, not be rooting for them. Bengals fans, you should take that as the ultimate sign of respect for me. If I, you know, if you asked me when the Bengals were at their most pathetic, hey, do you care if the Bengals win or lose this weekend? I'm like, I don't care. I mean, it's not like it's going to affect if the Browns were fighting for a playoff spot. It's not like it's going to affect that because the Bengals are terrible. I wasn't, I didn't care. I care now because I don't want you to be the Ohio team that wins the Super Bowl. I want my team to do that. I would like my team to make it there and go through what you're going through. So it's extreme jealousy. It's a, it is gallons and gallons of haterade. It is everything you want to throw at me. That is a hundred percent it. And yes, you can enjoy my tears, Bengals fans, because I have them as a Browns fan. I am sad that you're in there and I hope you lose. I will pick you to win because I think that's going to happen, but I'm, I am not rooting for it. So if you want to hear Rothman interview Icky Woods, go yeah. find the Rothman and Ice podcast Tomor- tomorrow. Sir Mix a lot. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake that healthy butt. Baby got ballet in the open. I'm good with it. Let's do that. By the way, Apple- uh, what are you shaking there? <laughs> what are you trying to say with what that? Is there a deeper man dueling Rothmans here? I don't know. By the way, apropos of nothing, and this is just for you. Mark Madden can go to hell. So I get Pittsburgh say, broadcaster Pittsburgh, Mark Madden. Pittsburgh douchebag Mark Madden can go to hell. I had the cassette single. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Good I had for the you. Cassette single. Yeah. Then my father found it and threw it out. Oh, because he didn't like you uh, fantasizing he ne- he about never, women's He never butts? heard it. Well, you know, he didn't hear it. And then I was playing it one day, and he happened to walk in right at the point. Where the female voice says, make me so horny. <laughs> He's like, what is this? What is this? Right in the trash. Uh, well, that's too bad. One of the all-time great names has himself a new job.
I just love this name. The Jags are hiring Jim Bob Cooter mm-hmm. as the passing game coordinator. Yes, Cooter is going to be in charge of Trevor Lawrence, making sure that he develops. Jim Bob Cooter was uh, formerly the offensive coordinator for the Lions. Had that. Sure. Yes. Uh, Tremendous name. That's all I have to say. It is, and I will say that it has helped. I don't know which part is better. The fact that his first name is Jim Bob. Jim Bob Cooter. Or that his last name is Cooter. What do you think Mark Madden thinks about Jim Bob Cooter? He probably would send a tasteless retweet of just the last part. Is he still doing that? Is he still like... I don't out. know. I have. Hey, I have check lost out touch my bikini chick. Look <sighs> at my bank account. Yes, years ago, Mark Madden and I had a mini radio feud. This was when I was first starting here, mm-hmm. where I had just, you know, as a Jackets fan, I had tweeted something. I think he tweeted something at the Jackets fans, and I stuck up for Jackets fans because he's a Penguins guy, and I said my piece about the Jackets, and then this douche went after me and said. Something to the effect of, like, you're a newbie in that market, and I've got all this and that and the other, and want to compare bank accounts sometime. And I just thought, what a piece of garbage. So then I go look at his Twitter account, and it is like this, I don't know, 60-year-old man tweeting out bikini pictures of ladies that he's staring at. It just, all kinds of creepy and weird. So He apparently does a uh, does a podcast with Ric Flair now, too. Oh, good lord. Of course he does. It's called Woo Nation of Uncensored. That's a couple guys who don't know how old they are. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Lord. Those two think they've got game. Uh, he's a big soccer fan, though, Bone. You guys probably have oh, some common ground. Because Why do his, I have to? Can I, his Twitter, Avi, oh, is... Uh, yeah, he's Liverpool He's Liverpool. Right? Yeah, he's I got know. the Liverpool thing up yeah, there. Yeah, you and every other soccer fan Here, suddenly here's a Liverpool what, fan. Here's what his Twitter bio is. Okay. Liverpool, Liverpool Football Club, Premier League Champions, 2019-2020. Mm-hmm. Nothing about what he does. None of that. Just he wants you to know that he loves Liverpool that much. Let me tell you something right now. And this is a dream I have had for a long time as a soccer fan in this country. I have yearned for the day where I didn't have to see another soccer fan and instantly go, oh, can we be best friends? There's only three of us. Like, I'm glad that there's so many people now who like soccer that I don't have to instantly like every one of them. And Mark Madden is not my guy. So good for you that you root for Liverpool. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Now I will root against Liverpool because of you. I like. It. You know what? When you first met me, you weren't petty and vindictive. Mm-hmm. Now you are. A little bit. And I like you even more. little bit. You've rubbed off on me, champ. And I think you should show Mark Madden your bank account. Because I've <laughs> no, seen it. I don't and know it must be that. nice. I don't know about Mu- that. <laughs> must be nice. Bone of Education coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident. Still causing slowdowns on James Road at Broad Street. This accident does involve injuries. Please be very careful over here. We'll also find slowdowns on I-71 southbound between Fifth Avenue and East Broad Street. That's going to be a five-minute delay. Traffic report is sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square Sweepstakes is giving up millions in prize money. And best of all, it's free to enter. It's the largest game of Super Bowl Squares ever from America's largest Morgan lender. Enter for free at mortgage at rocketmortgagesquares.com. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face. 
as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Bone of education coming up in mere moments. I saw that... uh, Former Major League Baseball player Jeremy Giambi died yesterday at the age of 47. No cause of death given, but, you know, his brother, of course, Jason Giambi, had some tremendous years in Major League Baseball, was uh, also roidy, was involved in the Balco stuff, but they played together in Oakland for a period of time. And it's sad, obviously. He was only 47 years old. I don't know any other details, but I couldn't help but think. We always talk about sports what-ifs. And he was at the center of something that I think could have changed at least that season and then maybe subsequent seasons because it was the 2001 season. He was coming home in Game 3 of the ALDS against the Yankees. He was playing for the A's. And he was going to score. Derek Jeter had the flip play. Yes, I'm sure you've right. seen this before. Of course, yeah. Where he cut the ball off, flipped it to Jorge Posada. Jeremy Giambi was tagged out. If Jeremy Giambi slides on that play, which he did not, he is safe. If he scores that run, the A's win that game. And they would have swept that series. Because the A's were up two games to nothing. They were fixing to win game three. That play changed it all. If he just slides, he's safe. No one talks about the Derek Jeter flip. The Yankees never go on to play in the 2001 World Series. The ALCS would have consisted of the Mariners and the A's. Oh, yeah. The Yankees would have been gone. Well, that Mariners team was the one that won like 118 games or whatever it was. Yes. Am I wrong? I think you're right. Okay. But that that's... And they that Mariners team, I, th- I want to say, played the Indians... In the ALDS. I think you're right on that. I think they beat the Indians. Well, I'm just saying that that Mariners team has always gone down as one of those teams. If if I'm misremembering what year it was, but the year they won all those games, right? They were looked at as... Wasn't that the last year the Mariners made the playoffs? Oh, was it? 2001? Teddy, double check on that. When was the last time the Mariners made the playoffs? Because I think they have the longest streak in Major League Baseball. Yeah, because they were close to getting out of that, right? Either, was either like last, last year or the year yeah, before. No, it was yeah. last year. It was last that's, year. Yeah, you're right, because that stat came up. But I'm just saying that I believe if that team was the one that had 118 games, that that roster was phenomenal. The team was great. And they had every piece you would want and then never got over the hump. Maybe they do if they're playing the A's, not the Yankees. Teddy? You are correct. 2001. That was the last time the Mariners won the playoffs. Wow. And, and maybe, you know, who the hell knows? We had one of the all-time great World Series there with the Yankees and the Diamondbacks. We know how that worked out. Diamondbacks won in seven games. But yeah. if the Diamondbacks are playing the Mariners or the A's, do they still win the World Series? I don't know. They would have gone to matchups and different situations. You never know how players would have shown up in those moments. It's it's very hard to say. So it's sad to see him go at the age of, of 47. Course, yeah. But, you know, his brother, Jason Giambi, he was another one of those guys where it looked like for a period of time, you know, he if you were a betting man, you would say that guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. 
Yeah, of course, right. And then, no, that's not going to be the case. No, it's not going to be the case, but, uh, you know, he did sign that big deal with the Yankees. How much did he make on that deal, Teddy? Was that over $100 million? And again, sounds right. n- now guys sign $100 million contracts like it's no big deal. No, but at the time, you're right. That was a ridiculous deal. And I don't, I don't know what, uh, you know, what becomes of that legacy. I tend to think I know, right? Because, well, nobody, nobody talks about him anymore because he was roidy. Yeah. But in that moment, though, he was truly one of the most powerful and feared hitters in baseball. Oh, absolutely. Just, it's, it's something now that, yeah, you're like, yeah, but he was roidy. So the end. But we also, like, I see all the time, Barry Bonds, look at how great he was. And it's like, yeah, but he also, too, was roidy. He didn't get into the Hall of Fame. But they still talk about how feared he was as a hitter. And rightfully so. He had a much longer career where he was a feared hitter. But, yeah, in his moment, Jason Giambi, for all the reasons How much we was know, that contract, Teddy? He Jason was something. Giambi. 120. Okay. 120. So you were yeah. right. What year was that that he signed that? Uh, 2002. Man. Okay. Seven-year deal. We've been giving out $100 million contracts in baseball for 20, 20 years. years. Wow. 20 years. That is incredible. Bone of education. Let's do it. What good is a radio show if it can't teach you about useless things? Here, I've redorculated. Open your minds and unzip your pants because it's time for Bone of Education. All right, today we are going to talk about Creatures that are fairly benign and regular looking. They're just kind of boring looking creatures, animals, insects. But they're actually deadly and and not great. So we're going to start off with a little animal known as, it's a fish, called the stonefish. Have you ever heard of a stonefish, Mike? I have. They look like rocks. They do. They are very good at blending in with rocks. That is the the thing stonefish would prefer to do. They're found in coastal waters of Australia, Indonesia, and India, as well as a few species in the Caribbean and the Florida Keys. Now, what makes them dangerous is the fact that they are the world's most venomous fish They fool their prey by camouflage. They blend in with a reef or whatever's at the bottom of the ocean floor. But they have 13 spines along their back, and each spine has a gland that holds venom. If you step on or kick a stonefish, the venom is released, and whoever gets injected with it, person or otherwise, could have a fatal reaction to it. There is stonefish anti-venom, so the stonefish deaths have gone down over the years, but that is one to watch out for. We'll stay in the ocean here. Have you heard of a blue-ringed octopus? No. They're very beautiful creatures. They're kind of like an orangish, amberish hue with bright blue rings all over their body. They're all right. stunning to look at. They are about the size of the palm of your hand. Oh, they're so not tiny, big at all. Tiny octopus. But they're found in Australia, Japan, Philippines, India. If you find one, uh, they can inject, they can bite you and inject tetrodotoxin, a deadly toxin also found in pufferfish. Uh, and this can kill th- one little tiny octopus like the size of your palm has enough poison in its body to kill 26 humans. Man. Yeah. So it is a very deadly octopus. And you're not likely to see them because they tend to live about 150 or 170 feet underwater in rocks and crevices. So very deep parts of the ocean is where you would find them. But... If one made it to the surface, do not pick it up and uh, definitely don't go after it. How about one more from the ocean? We'll we'll switch gears. Um, have you heard of a cone snail? No. Okay. The, the The shell looks like it's one of those 
conical type of shells with like a point at the top, a little opening at the bottom, and kind of looks like a burrito that's unwrapping. You know, there's like a little flap on the side. That's All what right. this shell looks kinda like. Kind of like a bugle? Yeah, a little bit like a bugle. It is, though, a beautiful shell, marbling all over it. It's a stunning-looking shell, but you would not want to take that shell and try to remove the animal inside because while that cone snail looks harmless, it is a deadly mollusk that is known to kill its prey, including humans. In about the time it takes for someone to smoke a cigarette, they call it, in fact, the (laughs) the cigarette killer, and that's why, because it takes that little amount of time the fatal venom starts with paralysis, then includes a coma, and eventually leads to death. The cone snail has killed about 36 people over the years. You can find them in the Red Sea, Caribbean, or the Caribbean, and the Indian Ocean. Uh, but now on to some other creatures that maybe aren't under the water. How about an African Cape Buffalo? These are the ones, if you've ever seen a picture from Africa. I've seen that. The lions hunt them. And they they look like almost like they have the wigs from the 18th century. Like that's what their their horns are kind of curved in a weird way. And they yes, they're usually seen on nature documentaries getting hunted by by lions. lions. Well, here's the thing. They are known where, where you find these animals, locals call them black death because they are very aggressive when they are wounded or when they think their young are being threatened. They will repeatedly ram into whatever they view as a threat at speeds of up to 35 miles an hour. Now, these things can grow to be six feet at the shoulder and weigh over 2,000 pounds. People on safari have had their cars totally destroyed by a herd of these things deciding, "Uh uh-oh, that's dangerous. And they just turn and they don't stop until either... The thing they're attacking dies or they die. I was going to say, they, they probably get some pretty good CTE from all that. Well, yeah, right. So you you do not want to come across a herd of angry African Cape buffalo. But if you looked at them, you would think totally benign animal probably gets eaten by Am lions the all the time. person when I see these safari shows and stuff where when the animal starts coming after the Jeep, I'm rooting for the animal? Yeah, a little Am bit. Am I the only I, person? I, I mean, you're not. I, I, I understand where you're coming from. You're going into their space. That's exactly right. Yeah. Just leave them alone. Find you know what? If you're a nature documentary person and you're being respectful and keeping a distance, you've got a long distance lens. I'm cool with that, but you're also putting yourself at risk. You know, you're going out there to do that, but at least your purpose is let's show everybody else what these, how beautiful these animals are, and why we need to conserve them. But also, then you don't have to drive 18 Land Rovers out there to go look at them too. I get that. I hope Rothman interviews Jimmy John at the Super Bowl tomorrow. <laughs> That would not now go we well. Got a sandwich there. That would not go we well. We got a rhino sandwich. I think huh? Rothman would turn into one of those Cape Buffalo and wow. just start ramming him with his head. Um, I got a couple more for you here. Benign animals that are actually quite deadly, or in this case, an insect. A setsy fly, not sexy fly. That's what I thought too. Setsy. It's actually spelled T S E T S E. It's pronounced setsy. Um, it is. It bites you. It's an unpleasant bite that these flies can give you. Yeah, they are in Africa, South America, and Asia. Um, but if you get bitten, you can get a disease called African trypanosomiasis, which is a sleeping sickness. And then the fly just leaves, and that's that. But you get if you get that disease, a fever, a headache, and it continues. And if it's not treated, you eventually die. These little flies kill thousands of people a year mm. from fly bites. I had no idea that we had fl- flies. Like, I know about mosquitoes, right? They transmit diseases, all that stuff. Flies do the same thing. Um, one more for you. Freshwater snails. 
You've seen snails. We eat, seen- we eat snails all the time. Okay. Well, you can't eat the freshwater snails that you find in Africa, South America, parts of Asia. I don't think I would anyway. These freshwater snails kill ten to 20,000 people per year. And the reason is because they can transmit a disease called schistomias- schistomiasis, a disease that is a urinary tract and intestinal disease. Mm. And it spreads by contact with fresh water that's been contaminated by the parasites, which are released by these snails. So you don't even have to touch this snail. The parasites are just in the water. You're in the water. Next thing you know, you got this so horrible disease. it's not disease. the snail that gets you. Well, no, it it's is. The parasites. Well, it's the parasite, but it only comes from this snail. I see. So that's why they attribute it to the snail. Thank you, Bone. You're welcome. Thanks for all that terrifying stuff. <laughs> well, just who am I talking to? You're going to any of these places? No. And hang- all right, there you go. No. Now you know. The NBA trade deadline is this afternoon, was this afternoon. Bone will say names. He'll tell you big na- We had big trades today. We did. I, I am looking personally forward to your reactions around these trades. Oh, I'm going to break it down for you. Good. I'm going to tell will, you what I it means for you know each what team. Happens and then you're, yeah, exactly. All right. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on Cleveland Avenue at Genesee Avenue. This accident involves injuries. Please be careful over here as traffic continues to build. You'll also find slowdowns on 670 Westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is slow there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware West Jefferson, now hiring. Are you looking for steady work and great benefits? Get your career on track with Ace Hardware, now hiring CDL truck drivers with a $10,000 sign-on bonus in West Jefferson. That's right, a $10,000 sign-on bonus. Apply now at acehardware.com. That's acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Happy to be wrong, which is good because they're always wrong. This is Man and Bone. Jim Bob Cooter. Oh, speaking of Jim Bob Cooter, T-Bone is going to tell us about water. That's absolutely right, Mike. So the people at Connecticut know that your water may have funk in it. How do they know that? Well, because Jim Bob Cooter told them so. Well, maybe not. But they do know that a lot of people complain about the taste of their water. They complain about the stains they see on the laundry, the stains you see in the tub or toilet, and they say, ah, how do we fix this? Connecticut has the solutions for you. They have water softener products that will help with that. They have the K5 drinking water station, which we have in our house If your water tastes so good at your house, let me ask you this. Then why are you going out and buying bottled water? The answer is because it probably doesn't. So Jim Bob puts his cooter in the water. (laughs) He may do that too. I don't know. All I know is K5 drinking water station. We don't have to go buy the bottled water now. We have the purified filtered water. No funk in it. In our house. Comes out of the faucets. It goes into the ice we make. It's so much better than having to lug around bottled water or go to the store and get all that. ConnecticutColumbus.com to get the funk out of your water and fix the problems you have with your water. Call them right now or go to ConnecticutColumbus.com to find out what you need to do to get the funk out of your water. All right. If I am known for anything, I am known for being an NBA expert. Three o'clock today was the NBA trade deadline. T-Bone's going to tell us about the trades. 
and I'm going to give you my expert analysis. All right. You want me to save the big one for last? No, well, whatever you want to do. All right. Well, we'll start We'll start off with some some reasonable size deals, work our way down, then head to the big one last. Okay. The Dallas Mavericks yep. have traded Chris Dapps Porzingis. It's a big one. Yeah. It's a big trade right yeah, there. Yeah, huge trade. Big trade. Traded Chris Dapps Porzingis to Washington to the Wizards for Spencer Dinwiddie oh. and Davis Bertans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, this that does for the Wizards. What does it do? Turns them into instant championship contenders. <laughs> does it? Okay. No, no. I don't. No, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. Is this a trade for Dallas or? No, no. It's you know what it is. It's a it's a move to switch a couple guys out who aren't really getting the job done. All in right, their so sort of, sort of a wash. Yeah, I mean, Chris Asporzingis is averaging like you know around twenty points a game, seven sounds, rebounds a game. Pretty good. It's not bad, but uh, he's you know. He's paired up next to a Sounds guy in Pippen, but he's all right. In Luka Doncic, who's uh, you know quite good. So they're okay. They're looking at trying to all find right, a better running partner. Trade. For him. Give me okay. another trade. Well, I didn't even get to the fact that Montrez Harrell is going to the Hornets in that deal as well. It's a three-team deal. Ooh. Anyway, who cares? Shade Honey. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks have acquired Serge Ibaka from oh. the Clippers. Oh, four-team trade that also involves the Sacramento Kings and the Detroit Pistons. This is all according to sources. Uh, the the Serge Ibaka deal gets him out of the Los Angeles market, gets him to Milwaukee. So that helps fortify an already defending champion, right? That's going to add to their strength. And then that sends former number two overall pick Marvin Bagley from the Kings to the Pistons. So now they add to their young nucleus of talent. Yeah. Dante the Pistons D- are up and coming. They're they're trying to get better. That's right. They're up and coming. Dante DiVincenzo goes from the Bucks to the Kings. I know. Yeah, your guy. Italians. Yeah, think so. Uh, But he he played for uh, Villanova back in the day. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, The Raptors. (laughs) The Raptors have sent Goran Dragic and picks picks to San Antonio for Thaddeus Young, Drew Eubanks, and a pick. So, All right. I know you love that. Ivan deal. Drago, my guy. <laughs> now, this is perhaps the big one that we've buried. The Nets have traded James Harden to the Sixers for, prepare yourselves, Ben Simmons. I'm sure Ben Simmons, all of his mental health issues just evaporated today. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks. Oh. Two first-round picks. Now, the one first-round pick is an unprotected first-rounder this year, but Brooklyn gets the right to defer that to 2023 if they want to. And a top-eight protected first-round pick in 2027. 2027? I don't know why. college football scheduling this? (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, the point is, that is a huge deal. The Nets have had issues. James Harden saying he wants out, doesn't want to be there, was going to seek a trade, and was going to force his way out this well, summer. Last, last year he did this, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's kind of had these messy breakups that have occurred. Ben Simmons, meanwhile, yes, we don't know what the mental health situation there, but if he were to be able to get back on the court, of course, he has refused to play for the Sixers all year after his meltdown against the Hawks in the playoffs last year and getting called out by his head coach. If Ben Simmons decides to show up and play, that is a top-level defender who can guard guards, forwards, and even throw him on a center, and he can handle it. That to pair up with Kyrie Irving when he can play, and Kevin Durant, 
That is an insane amount of flexibility you have on that team. And I can't understand this for the life of me, Mike. I know you love NBA talk, so give me one more moment. That's fine. We're serving the listener. Matt Hayes and I were sitting in here in between the breaks talking about the fact that in this trade, the Nets also got Seth Curry, who if you're not watching the NBA, that's okay. I don't know why the Sixers agreed to give up Ben Simmons and Seth Curry and first-round pick and Andre Dr- like All this stuff for James Harden, it does not make sense to me because the Nets now are getting a guy who can be an elite defender. Seth Curry can shoot the lights out. You've already got a couple guys that can shoot the lights out for the Nets in addition to Kyrie and KD. Well, is it I mean, that they were just so desperate to get rid of Ben Simmons? I mean, I know we've heard forever that they wanted, they were holding out for the right deal, but maybe there was no right deal. Maybe they just wanted to get rid of this guy. Well, and, and yes, maybe that's the case, but they gave up so much here to move him. And then, yes, they're getting James Harden back. And if James Harden, you know, gets himself into shape during the season and gives you two months of great basketball in the playoffs, then that's all you're really looking for, right? But that is a... I mean, the Sixers are a good team. They're a really good team. They have a chance to go win an NBA title. And they're trying to put, you know, James Harden with Joel Embiid and see if they can get it done. But I I think that is a huge gamble on their part. I think the Nets actually won this trade. But anyway, that's a that was... Quite interesting to anybody who follows the NBA, and, and Twitter blew up when that happened. I have a I have a feel good story for you. I have two of them actually. Uh, the first person to report the James Harden trade, that's a feel good story. Mm-hmm. And an eighty five year old man who's been to every single Super Bowl. Ooh. He's been to every single Ooh. Super Bowl. He is in Los Angeles this year. He says it's probably his final Super Bowl, but he's sharing some memories. And we'll share those with you coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident involving injuries on Cleveland Avenue at Genesee Avenue. Please be cautious as things continue to clear. We'll also find an accident has cleared from James Road at Broad Street. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Starting report is sponsored by Mucinex 12-Hour. Mucinex DM's bilayer tablet allows for immediate and extended release, relieving both wet and dry coughs and loosening chest congestion for 12 hours. Mucinex is your trusted partner to help relieve cough and chest congestion and get your body back in control. Available at Walmart. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. Back to Man and Bone. Would You Rather is coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. James Harden was traded today. Goes from Brooklyn to Philadelphia in the big Ben Simmons trade with other moving pieces. But there was a... Huh, there was a stripper that went on social media. Oh yes, says that said. What was this last night? She yeah, said this. Hang on, let me pull up the tweet here. It, the 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 Twitter account. It's a screenshot. It looks like people have been retweeting this, but it it looks like this has been pulled down. But the the person's name is Hillary, and she tweeted out, 
I just gave James Harden a lap dance, and he told me he's a sixer. Capitalized on the sixer, just so we're clear. Mm-hmm. He wasn't referencing something else. Then she, now she tweeted this, according to this screenshot, last night. Today, after the news broke, she replied to her own tweet and said, told you so. Mm-hmm. So, hey man, breaking news. Crew fans have long joked about this running gag when on the uh, the message board forum, Big Soccer was where we all used to go to get our crew news. Back before like major outlets like ESPN would cover such things, we would have to go on message boards. And I will never forget, Mike, this is 20 plus years ago, on this message board, someone posted, hey, I was at Applebee's. My waitress says she dates one of the players on the crew or something to that effect. And they told me that whatever the rumor was about a player coming in or a trade. Was it true? No. But that led to, to this day, there are some OG crew fans you can go up to and be like, about the Applebee's Applebee's waitress waitress told me, and they'll be like, I know what you're talking about. They will get that reference because that's just, yes, we just latch onto these rumors. If we get them, people in sports love to feel like they're in the know. And I don't know if this person even is a stripper. (laughs) She apparently claims she is, but if that's true, we'll get her on TV instead of Woj. We don't need him. We don't need Woj bombs. We need stripper bombs. Just breaking it down for us. Let's go. You know what? All kidding aside, you know, these strippers that are in these high priced, you know, classy establishments where where the athletes frequent these places. Famous people. I'm not talking about dockside dolls over on 161 back in the day. Dolls. Still alive? No. No? You killed it by calling it dolls. That's the way I say it. (laughs) First of all, I love the name for that strip club because it's like, man, where do you get hot chicks? Oh, down at the docks. Yeah, the docks that, on 161, known for the vast seaport that sits right there. That's where I That's where I envision all the hot chicks live, <laughs> down well, by right. the docks. Docks not known for hot ladies. What do you got, also, scurvy? We, yes. we, are a, we are a state that is primarily landlocked. I don't know. Those booby tassels or barnacles? <laughs> I don't know, but I want some. Anyway, that should be, like, you want to talk about a Manning cast. Oh, where it's Peyton sure. and Eli Manning getting together. How about some of these high-class strippers that that serve athletes doing an alternate broadcast? I'd love to see them talk. When I will never forget when we first, during the pandemic, my wife and I both found our way onto TikTok. She started sending me little TikTok things, and I would say, what is this? She'd say, it's TikTok. And I, all right, so then I download it, right? She, because TikTok has these ridiculous algorithms where if you like a couple things, if you interact with a couple things, suddenly you're just on a whole nother stream of things. Like you, like I, I got into woodworking TikTok. <laughs> in over, here. No, because I liked a couple woodworking videos and it was like, this is what you want. And it's sending me 900 TikToks of drills and wood and all that stuff. She somehow ended up in the stripper TikTok for yes, a hot minute. Yes. But what this was, it that sounds great to you and me, but like what it actually was was strippers talking about weird customers they have or the regulars who are just kind of creepy, but also shows them counting their money. And good lord, watching those videos, it, there's no there's no sexual anything to those. It's just a person taking giant wads of money out and saying, "Here's what I made tonight." And then they count up $17,000. All kidding aside, we have all these specialty podcasts that are out there. Is there a podcast that caters to the stripper community? There has to be. Called like the VIP or the champagne room There's or something like be that. Something if like not, that. there needs to be. Of course. Because if there was an alternate broadcast of Monday Night Football with strippers, see you later, Mannings. Well, and, I'm going and to watch that one. I would watch. And, and again, this 
I know it sounds like two guys saying, yeah, put strippers on TV. Burr. No, I'm not no. interested in their We're naked talking, bodies. I want to hear the stories. They can wear whatever amount of clothing you, yeah, as much clothing as they, they can wear the, the, what was the blanket? The, the Snuggie. You can put them in Snuggies. That's not what this is about. It's about them then saying, oh, that guy who caught that touchdown, you wouldn't believe what happened last time he was in town. And then, and they just exactly, lay it all out that's there. That's exactly right. That's what I'm looking for. I'm interested. I tell you what, Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't want any dude wipes. <laughs> okay. I knew. I was waiting for an OBJ he reference. He wants dude dirty. <laughs> yeah. ah, All right, speaking of not ah. wiping your ass. Mm. Only mm. seven mm. people have attended every Super Bowl, and one of them says it's likely his last. Don Chrisman, an 85-year-old from Maine. Every time I think of Maine, I think of, hey, go down to the Pet Cemetery, eh? Hey, what you doing there with that exacto knife, Gage? Just <laughs> get a lap dance down in Maine, <laughs> down at the docks. They probably have an actual dock somewhere in oh, Maine. Absolutely, that you can do then have dock, right the dockside dolls. Yeah, yes. dockside dolls. <laughs> anyway, this guy Don Chrisman told the Associated Press he'll be at Super uh, at the Super Bowl on Sunday, but does not expect to make it back next year. This is morbid. Hmm. Chrisman says he's moving slower, but I guess that's better than the alternative. Yes, well, I guess so. Enough, right. Although we don't know what the alternative is. I think he Maybe means it's not. not moving at all. Okay. So I, I think he's I saying dead, moving. Well, that's what I mean, right. Like not I'm alive. looking forward to death. Anyway, <laughs> and his slowing down is the reason he doesn't expect to make the trip to Arizona in 2023. However, Chrisman did say that if his favorite team, the Patriots, is playing, it would probably be enough to get him there. He said, barring a Mac, jo- I'm sorry, barring a Mac Jones miracle next year, one year at a time. Mm. But I'm feeling we're very near the end. That's probably exactly how he talks. And he is, he is not aware that Tom Brady is coming out of retirement to join his Patriots. Know. He doesn't know that yet. Two of Chrisman's longtime friends in the Never Miss a Super Bowl Club, 82-year-old Gregory Eaton and 80-year-old Tom Henschel, will be with Chrisman at their 56th Super Bowl on Sunday and plan to go next year as well. The other two. Yeah, Not okay. the 85-year-old. Right, right, right. The other two are popping Viagra and feeling great. Well, good for those guys, but I'll say this. I wonder, being the age that they would have had to have been, right? I mean, they are probably in their, their early 30s when this started, maybe late 20s. Math is not my forte. Well, I mean, he's 85, and, and we're on 56, 56 so, so that would be 29. Whatever. The point is, they would be at ages where you've got some money, you've started a job, you probably have gotten into your career a little bit, and now you got some savings, and you can afford... For Super Bowl one, that probably wasn't the type of ticket it is now. Super Bowl two, Super Bowl three, yeah, to travel, but it you know wasn't that expensive comparatively. Now it has to also be something of a financial drain. The I last would assume so. Fifteen twenty years. But you know what though? Maybe these people have sponsors at this point. I would hope so. Where I hope they're, they're not like going out of guy. pocket. Well, all right, pushing off other people. No, but good for other people if they said, we will put some money up so these guys can keep their streak alive. Good, good Rothman's going to have this guy on tomorrow from Radio Let Row. him live. I hope he does. He's I'll gonna listen. He's going to be hawking a product. In addition to Chrisman, Eaton, and Henschel, the other people who have attended every Super Bowl, sports writer Jerry Green, photographer John Beaver, groundskeeper George Toma, and Norma Hunt, the widow of Chiefs founder Lamar Hunt. Oh, okay. Norma has been to every single Super Bowl. Well, her husband came up with the name famously yes. for the Super Bowl, so makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you don't know that story, it was based on the fact that I believe, 
according to this, I don't know if he's ever, if that was ever confirmed. I thought it was that his daughter had a super ball, which was that, you know, those bouncy balls you could yeah. throw. They bounce up a million miles in the air. And he was like, super ball about super bowl. What a name. And then that worked. That stuck. Well, I mean, we already had bowl games. No, but he didn't football. say like, like, we'll have a super bowl game. He was like, super ball, super bowl. And that's what that's what got him there. I'm just I find it interesting. Lamar Hunt in his history, things I know he did. Okay. He founded the Chiefs, right? Yes. Well, founded whatever team they were before and moved them to Kansas City, right? Because they were something before that. I forget what they were. All right. Stay on track. All right. Did that. Called the Super Bowl the Super Bowl. Uh helped get the crew here. Was the original owner of the crew. Yeah. Built Crew Stadium cornered the silver market and inspired the movie Trading Places. That's right. You told me about that. Yes. Him and his brothers figured out a way to get all the silver possible they could and then tank the market and put all these bets against it and all this other stuff. And it worked. And then the government said, hey, uh, you really screwed over like a bunch of people and we can't let you get away with that so we're going to take all the money you made and find you and in trading places it wasn't silver it was frozen it was concentrated frozen orange, orange juice. juice yeah but that principle of what they did that scheme was hmm. inspired by the hunt brothers very interesting and they were allowed to like not go to jail in in <laughs> combination for letting them just like give the money back and pay a fine did they also have a butler and a prostitute help them in their scheme like in trading places that i don't know but that prostitute Jamie Lee, Jamie Curtis, Lee Curtis in that movie, underrated in that movie is what well, I'm going she, to say. She shows her uh, her breastuses. I am very aware of that, and I'm saying that is an underrated moment you, in un- film. No, the underrated moment in that film, which I think is one of the all-time great comedic moments, is when Dan Aykroyd pulls the smoked salmon out of his Santa Claus outfit <laughs> <laughs> and just starts <laughs> roaring at people. <laughs> That's the underrated moment in that film. Yes, you are correct. The NFL is prepping for their own spring football league. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of Cleveland Avenue at Genesee Avenue. All lanes have reopened, but plan on some residual slowdowns over there. And more delays expected on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Traffic is delayed there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Your undisputed leader in talking about nothing. This is Man and Bone. 
Anthony Rothman, Evil Bald Colin, and a cast of thousands bring you a special edition of Fan Super Sunday, live from Los Angeles. It's all sponsored by Low T Center. Join us Sunday starting at 2. Nice. Um, song of the day today, later on in the 5 o'clock hour, I have chosen as the song of the day the number one song in the country on the Hot 100, Billboard Hot 100, on January 22nd, 1989. What is that date? That is the last date the Bengals played in the Super Bowl. Wow, look at so you doing, chosen, some, doing some research that's there. Right. Number one song in the country. My buddy Joe Tardy will be very happy with this song because he is obsessed with the uh, the artist. Okay. That's all I'll say. I'll look forward to it. The NFL will host a regular season game in Munich, Germany next season for the first time in its history. The league announced yesterday. There'll be five NFL regular season games played internationally next season. Three games played in London, one in Mexico, and one in Germany. The Jags said in a statement yesterday they will return to London next season with a game at Wembley Stadium. Wembley is what Shad Khan owns, right? He owns I don't, No, Stadium. no, he does not own Wembley. I he, thought he did. He owns uh, Fulham's state, like Craven Cottage, where that team he owns plays he in a very small Wembley. stadium. Was he I'm, trying to buy Wembley no, at some point? That might have been. I think there was some kind of deal where he was trying to facilitate something there, and then it fell through, and then that's partially why you have seen the NFL kind of pull back a little bit on the plans to move a team over there. Because I think it became a usage issue of how can we get a stadium for eight or nine games if we need them or whatever with preseason. And that became a problem because I don't think he could get the ownership stake he was looking for in that stadium. I could have that totally wrong, but that is my last recollection of it. The NFL plans on going back to Germany every single year, at least for the foreseeable future. Next season's international series will mark the first time the NFL's returned to Germany since it hosted five preseason games between 1990 and 1994. They had NFL Europe in Germany through 2007. You have the USFL starting this offseason, spring football that no one cares about. You've got the XFL coming back next spring, spring football that nobody cares about. I don't care how many followers The Rock has on social media. No one will give two craps about the XFL. I think the XFL going the XFL the NFL going back to Germany signals they're ready to do something like that again. Well, we have said for a while that if they if anybody's going to make spring football work, there has to be a few components to it. Number 1, you absolutely have to find a way to connect these teams to the football teams that you and I already care about. Like if you want it to be successful here, and you want people to tune in in America, you have got to make the teams have some connection to what you're going to watch in the fall. So maybe it's something like you call the team Browns 2, Bengals 2, something as on the nose as that. Or it might be that if they do something in Europe, these teams will have players who are eligible for your team. You know, maybe one team serves as a farm team or feeder team for four right. or five NFL teams because they probably won't have enough for every team in the league. But you could start off like that, and then if you tell me, hey, that team, some of those guys might play for my Browns, I might be a little more interested. The other component you need is you need to have local fans who are going to show up and pay attention to this and drive some revenue from going to these games. Maybe you could get that, and we've said it would be a great idea to put teams in college markets around the country 
and tie them into NFL teams. But the NFL, the NFL has shown that they're not interested in that. No, and all these spring football leagues can't provide that NFL component. But if you go to Europe, now you have that possibility of tying it back to the NFL in some way. And you have local fans there who will say, cool, the NFL, some version of it, is coming here. Well, you're, you know what version you're getting now. You're getting regular season games. And so what the German fans will say, and by the way, there's probably going to be enough expats in Germany to buy the tickets anyway, but let's just focus on German fans for a second. If the NFL does decide, we're going to do spring football again and we're going to go to Europe and do it, the European fans, German fans, will show up because they'll be afraid that if they don't, their regular season games will go away. Well, They will support the product. There's that. And the fact that when NFL Europe existed... Where were all the teams by the end of it? Germany. Almost all of them were moved to Germany because they Those had, were the only markets that supported they it. They had some very supportive markets there. So, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense that they are kind of pivoting into that and saying, let's go to the German market and see how much we can get there. You may have a situation where you have three or four teams, again, for like a spring football league. Don't fret that they're going to move NFL teams there. No. But a spring football league in Europe, and then those games are on in the mornings. They have their own time slot. You can run them off of when like European soccer leagues are running so that you don't have the scheduling conflict. And if you only have seven or eight teams, you could put a few in Germany and a few in England and cover. Maybe you put one in another country somewhere if they show interest. But yeah, you could you could have an eight team league that would be kind of interesting that runs maybe eight or ten weeks. I'd, I'd be much more likely to watch that if you told me there's some component that ties back to. These guys are eligible for your practice squad for a few teams that you root for, you know, for a team you root for. Things have changed, too, since 2007 when NFL Europe went away. Was it you 2007? Know, or, it was 2007. That late? Yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, our viewing habits have changed. We're much more used to, you know, turning the television on in the morning and seeing live sporting events in the morning. I don't, I, I know that's, that would be a welcome thing for me. Well, sure. You know, I and I think if the NFL knew that they would get viewership on par with English soccer in this country, they'd sign up to do it tomorrow. Yeah, I mean that that is going to be a little bit tougher sell. But then again, I mean, I don't think it is. English soccer in this country gets between for those who don't know, like for big games, it's probably a couple to three million for for you know Manchester United versus Liverpool. That would be a huge game if you have an NFL backed entity. With players that you may see on your team, yeah, on you're Sundays right. in you're the right. fall, I think that could that could generate two or three million people. Right, that's fair. I, I guess the numbers aren't as as lofty as I was thinking at first, but you're right. That that could actually could. The happen. Pro Bowl is cartoon football, and it drew six point seven million people. <laughs> I, know, I know, but that has a lot of stars in it, even though they're playing at twenty percent. Yes, I know what you're saying, though. That's that's a good point. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the left lane of 270 westbound at Cleveland Avenue. Traffic is stop and go in this area and still continues to build. Please be very careful. Plan on some heavy slowdowns. You might want to avoid this if possible. This traffic report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Getting stuck in traffic is part of owning a car. Getting stuck because you don't have the right parts doesn't have to be. That's because eBay Motors has all the right parts at the right prices. 120 to million of them. So keep moving and moving in style at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, 
I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Come for the obesity, stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. Let's talk about the Hillbillies. Mm-hmm. The SEC has announced it will distribute $777.8 million of total revenue to its 14 universities for the 2020 2021 fiscal year, which ended August 31st, 2021. This includes the pandemic football season, 2020. All right, we've been waiting to see what these numbers are going to be. Uh, turns out fine because every school is getting $54.6 million. Wow. This is That's... during pandemic football. They're getting $54.6 million per school. Yeah. I, I know there was a lot made about, and a lot of these schools made a big deal about the amount of money they lost during the pandemic and the amount of revenue they didn't generate. And Now, the SEC played more games than anybody. They pretty much played their regular schedule. No, I know that, but I'm saying... Even with that, you saw a lot of schools canceling programs and saying, well, we can't have a swimming program anymore because it's just too expensive or whatever it was, right? Then you find out they've got this amount of money coming back from their TV contracts. You know, they laid it all out for you. Remember Scott Frost? He's not in the SEC, obviously, but Scott Frost laid it out for you when that was the debate with Ohio State, Nebraska wanting to play and other schools in the Big Ten not seemingly as committed to doing it, Scott Frost literally looked into a camera and said, folks, we're not going to be able to build a lot of these buildings if we don't play these football games. He wasn't talking about necessarily the ticket revenue, although I'm sure that hurt. He was talking about living up to the TV contracts, and we know that. That's why a lot of these decisions were made, good, bad, or otherwise. That was the major motivating factor, I will believe, for the SEC, because they knew they could get all this TV money if they went out and did this, and they did. Uh, McDonald's is making its way into the metaverse by registering for 10 trademarks in the virtual mm, space. Mm. The filing so, wait, was noted. Hey, hold on. Well, I'm, I'm going to read you okay, more go ahead, of this. Go ahead. Go ahead. It says one of the trademark applications was for opening a virtual restaurant featuring actual and virtual goods and operating a virtual restaurant online featuring home delivery. Okay. Um, I know the metaverse is a new digital space, and I'm sure there's a reason why you have to legally have that, but are you telling me that if I had hopped into the metaverse and created whatever, an NFT restaurant, I don't even know how this works, but if I created that and I was like, oh yeah, and it's called McDonald's, you can buy Big Macs and you know large Cokes and fries and chicken McNuggets and Happy Meals, they would be like, ah. Guess we didn't get the copyright done in time. That's his now. He owns that in the metaverse. Are you kidding me? Why do they even have to do that? They're McDonald's. Everyone, I don't understand how the metaverse has like a whole new, where do you go to apply in the metaverse? Do you have to go to a meta copyright office and submit it via digital form on a, uh, I don't know. I don't understand this. They do know what it is, Bone. Yeah. Okay. And they're the ones creating the metaverse. Let me let me make a... And this is not old man who doesn't want to go with the times. 
Let me make a bold prediction. Be hip too. and young like me. Let me, tell you, let me get with the times. Bold prediction right now. Listen to some whale. NFTs are BS, and we will never actually get into anything called the metaverse. It is a thing that's going to be around for a couple years. It is going to be the HD DVD of the digital space. Everyone's going to think it's a big deal, and it's not going to be. Something else might be, but it's not this. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Rundown. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Buckeyes blew a late lead. They lose to Rutgers last night. Look, I know you're going to have losses in this conference, and Rutgers has knocked off some good teams, especially at home this season. They are not a bad basketball team by any stretch of the imagination. And if the Buckeyes just gone out there and you know they weren't hitting their shots and looked listless and wasn't their night, you can almost excuse that away. But here's why I'm pissed off about last night. Because that game was theirs. I don't care about win probability, all that other crap. You watch that game, you knew the Buckeyes were the better team, but they did not win. They weren't just the better team on paper, they were the better team last night. But unfortunately for them, they had three terrible minutes at the end of that basketball game. Nobody had any killer instinct, that includes EJ. They were pressed defensively again. We've seen this before where teams get in their face and they have no idea how to break the damn press. That was a game you should have won last night. No excuses. Yeah, and I and I, I think there's got to be some level of that that falls on Chris Holtman as much Absolutely as I think Holtman is a great coach and he does a great job here and I want to see him be here for a long time. I don't know why this team is so bad against the press. I, I don't want to say it like a good press defense can't cause mistakes. Of course it can. That's what it's designed to do. But almost every basketball player who gets to the college basketball level should know how to break a press. And teams should be well-skilled in that. Because I, And I assume they do. I'd love to see what practice looks like. I don't know. I assume you practice that like NFL teams practice a two-minute drill. Where, yeah, you don't know when you're going to be in that situation, but you better know how to deal with it. Do you want to know why teams don't press the entire basketball game? Because they can't, they, because they will, it can be broken. Well, it can be broken, and you your players will pass out well, if they have yes, to press for all that time. That, and it's not successful, but it also will put you at a competitive disadvantage if the opponent figures out how to break the press. Yeah, but it's it's that it's that ability to put it in place in just the right moment when a team isn't prepared for it. They've got the wrong personnel out there, and then you've got a couple bad ball handlers or you, not your best ball handlers on the floor. That's another issue for this team, right? They have really not shown they've got like a true number one guy. You just give him the ball and he's going to break down a defense. That, as far as off the dribble, especially when it's three quarters or full court pressure, that's a problem. The best guy at it so far this year that we barely saw last night is Jimmy Sotos. And I don't think they're going to let him be like the primary guy when they get pressed like that. So, yeah, man, I, I, I don't know what the answer is on that, but. I hope they figure that out because you cannot just get pressed and then suddenly lose a game like that. Right, they got to put that game away last night. That yeah. was a, that was a wasted game. You got another tough road game. I know Michigan hasn't been very good this season, but you're going to Ann, Ann Arbor this tough. weekend. Yeah. Yes, it's tough. And you had that one last night and you blew it. Jim Harbaugh will hire former Vanderbilt defensive coordinator Jesse Minter as Michigan's defensive coordinator. Stop me if you've heard this before. He was an assistant on John Harbaugh's Raiders, or Raiders, Raiders staff, and Ravens staff. staff. Yeah. Harbaugh also named his offensive decision makers, and resumes sound similar. Play calling duties will be split between Matt Weiss and Sharon Moore. Matt Weiss was on the staff last year. It was his first year on the staff after spending 
12 years on the Ravens staff under John Harbaugh. Serious question. Jim Harbaugh, can he field a staff without having his brother pick out his guys for him? (laughs) What are we doing here? I don't understand, man. I I know that the argument could be made, well, this was a weird time for him. He was planning to go to the NFL. It didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird time because he made it a weird time. Right, but I'm saying because of that, he's scrambling to find people, so he goes back to what he knows. Guys that worked with his brother, he would have a better idea of who those guys are. Fine. But my bigger issue is, and I think this is what Michigan has to deal with now, and I think it's hilarious. I think you caught Jim Harbaugh last year putting on his best face, being the guy that he typically has not been in college as far as, you know, not being wild and crazy, not having all these hot takes, not being so vocal in the media. He was very buttoned down. He was to the point, composed, and finally got over the hump against Ohio State. Then, I believe, partway through that season, he saw the door was open to get to the NFL and thought, I'll just keep it together like this. I will ignore the things that I usually try to do or say or whatever. And I will try to be my best behavior so I can get out of here and go to an NFL team. Then that all shut. And now he's come back to Michigan. And you know what he's doing? If someone was holding their picture in or their their gut in while they're getting a picture taken, he is now letting the gut out and unbuckling his pants. He is now like, okay, I'm back. And he's going to do this. He's going to just go back to the things like his safety zones. He's going to hire his brother's former coaches. He's going to go out there and probably be a little more weird like he has been most of his time. And I bet you that gets us back to Michigan being a three or four loss team every year. NBA trade deadline was today at three o'clock. We had uh, many notable moves, including James Harden on the move bone. Yeah, we did. In fact, and uh, the, the James Harden deal is pretty interesting to me because This is a guy who has certainly not looked like the best version of himself this year with Brooklyn, but he goes to the Sixers. So he pairs with Joel Embiid, who is having one of the great seasons in NBA history. He is playing phenomenal. But James Harden and him pairing up, if you get the best of James Harden, that could be the thing that leads you to a title. I I don't think the Sixers are far off in thinking that if you get the best James Harden that he can be. That's a big question mark is if he can do that. Meanwhile, Ben Simmons goes from the Sixers to the Nets. He, according to his agent, was dealing with mental health issues that prevented him from playing for the Sixers. But you'll remember only the Sixers, the Sixers were the problem, according to his camp. And if he goes and plays somewhere else, those issues will magically go away. We'll find out. But now you pair Ben Simmons when he is on his game. He is very good at getting to the rim. He is a great defender. Like has defender of the year capabilities and potential and in the playoffs last year before his meltdown was obviously, I mean, he was having some great playoffs games and series. And now all that has kind of been washed away because of this last year where he sat out waiting for his chance to get moved. If the Nets can unlock whatever his potential is, that could be a tremendous boost to their championship fortunes. And maybe that puts them over the hump. And also in this deal, they get Seth Curry, who can shoot the lights out. Steph's brother, great three-point shooter the Nets added. I really think both teams, I see the upside in it. I think the Nets got the better end of this deal. 
Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Being the number two pick in the NFL draft is nice, but drug dealing is what really pays the bills. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident still causing heavy slowdowns on 270 Westbound at Cleveland Avenue. It is blocking the two left lanes. Traffic is stop and go and still building. Emergency crews now on scene. Please be very careful over here. Plan on heavy slowdowns and keep an eye out for those crews. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. New year, new career. Rumpke Waste and Recycling is now hiring new and seasoned CDL drivers age 19 and up. Family owned and operated. Rumpke offers tuition reimbursement, home nightly routes, and a recession-resistant career. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Common man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Hey, do us a favor. Go to wherever you get your podcasts. Search Common Man and T-Bone, subscribe to the podcast, and if you dig us, if you like us, leave us a five-star review. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two pick in the NFL draft in 2014 was Greg Robinson out of Auburn. His NFL career did not work out. You may recall that uh, February of 2020, he was stopped at the U.S.-Mexico border with only 157 pounds of marijuana. Yes, I remember when we talked about this at the time because we were, I mean, we were trying to come up with other explanations than... There are no other explanations. Well, He's a drug dealer. Yeah, other than drug dealer, the only thing we could even possibly come up with was maybe he just wanted to give out some holiday gifts. (laughs) All right. (laughs) This is February, but whatever. Well, you never know what holiday. Stocking up. You're right. Sure, President's Day, whatever. Sure, sure. (laughs) Nothing that says happy Valentine's Day, like 157 pounds of weed. Anyway, what shocked me is that I guess if you're going, again, we're talking about crossing customs here, another mm-hmm. country with 157 pounds of weed. I would think that would be some serious jail time. Instead, he got five years of probation. That's it. Wow. That's all he got from that. Okay. Well, he's back in the news again because... uh well, he was he was arrested in Louisiana. He had some more drugs mm. during a routine traffic stop. Let me tell you what he had. He had uh, approximate these are approximate weights, but they seem pretty exact to me. 303 I'm sorry, not 300. 3.16 pounds of crystal meth. Oh. 2.22 pounds of cocaine. That is 1 kilo. 2.22 okay. pounds. Sure. 38.89 pounds of marijuana. Four grams of crack, 227 doses of hydrocodone, Okay. 48 doses of oxycodone, mm-hmm. 18 doses of alzapram. I don't know what that is. Okay. Um, a small amount of U.S. currency. 
<laughs> well, let me tell you what. He wasn't too worried about the U.S. currency. He had plenty of other things that are as good as money if you know where to put it. He also had a large assortment of drug trafficking and packaging equipment slash paraphernalia. He had firearm firearm magazines and ammo in the car as well. Mm. Um, they have estimated the value of the drugs in the car at $120,000. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's a lot of drugs, and that's a lot of money. Well, he is clearly a drug dealer. That's, he is, that's right. He that's is what sitting that would in jail to be. on $315,000 bond. Actually, this number says $315 million, but I'm guessing that's not Boy, accurate. that's quite... Yeah, I think it's 315000 That would make much more yeah. sense. But, but anyway, things have not worked out, or maybe they did, depending on your perspective, mm. for former number two overall pick Greg Robinson. Yeah. Well, I remember he was with the Browns, I want to say, when that all occurred. He was not drafted by the Browns. He was drafted by the Rams, but eventually found his way to the Browns. And then I think like right after they signed him or not long after they signed him, that was when, yeah, he was uh, soon then found to be doing this. So yeah, he he will never have an NFL career again, of course. And uh, that makes sense. No, I'm guessing he got off on five years probation last time. I'm guessing he won't be so lucky this time. No. Whatever excuse allowed him to get to that, I don't think they'll do that again when you've got all this variety of drugs and guns and everything else. I saw some uh, I saw some headlines today. You know, I don't follow women's basketball very closely, but, you know, we all know the success that UConn has had over mm-hmm. the years. Yeah. And I saw what's wrong with UConn with a lot of these stories. And UConn lost last night. They dropped a Big East game to Villanova, 72-69. to 69. They okay. going going into that game, they were the eighth ranked team in the country, which for them, I guess, is terrible. For every other program, it's hey, you're a top ten team, congratulations. But sure. for UConn, it's terrible. So that loss last night in the Big East was their first conference loss, regular season or postseason, since twenty thirteen. That is incredible. One hundred and sixty nine game winning streak in conference play. That's yeah. cuckoo. Look, Obviously, they have the best talent, but to not even have an off night where you lose to a team that's not as talented as you because everybody went out the night before with the number two pick in the in the NFL draft from 2014, and he gave you some crystal meth. Right. Not to even have an off night. 169-game winning streak vanished last night. And I'm seeing people say, well, what's wrong with UConn? And I guess, I guess when you're used to being so successful, you ask those questions, but could the answer be... The number one player on that team, and Paige Beckers, the number one player in the country, is still injured yeah. and out. Yeah, I think they had another one of their top scorers miss the game last night too. Yeah, they had a few. They had a few girls out. Uh, Olivia Nelson Odota, she was out. One of their centers she didn't feel well, and Caroline Ducharme, who missed the past two games with a head injury, but Ozzy Fudd was there. She played. Oh, I mean, she's there. Well, she's their like star freshman that they've got. I think right. she has like a nil deal. I mean, she she was playing, and so they did. I mean, they had some of their firepower, but yeah, man, twenty thirteen, the last time they lost a conference game, that is that's some level of domination that I can't even wrap my brain around. Because you're right. I mean, best the best team in any league, especially when you're talking a sport like basketball or hockey or baseball, where you play so many instances of it. There's just no doubt going to be a time where you drop a game for no real good reason, right? You just, another team was shooting like crazy. You played pretty good, but you just couldn't 
keep up for one night. Well, and especially then you get since right you play so many of these. Right. It's not like the NFL where you could see a team go undefeated because that, or, or in college football, because that's just a limited sample size. But play the amount of games they do every single year. Although I don't know, man. I, I mean, Paige Beckers is probably the best player in all of women's college oh, basketball. She won the award last year, right? I mean, she. Right. But there's going to be a challenger to her throne with Caitlin Clark this year. Have you been checking out what she's been doing for Iowa? No, but you know what? I actually, I saw some video of her just heaving up shots. They look like they were from half court. Oh, yeah. Like that, she had a game a few nights ago against Michigan where she was shooting from the M on their court and just Drano. She was incredible. But last night they beat Minnesota and she scored 32 points and she's just been on a tear. I mean, she is an elite scorer and she's someone that I watch and say, man, I wonder if you, and I know this isn't fair, right? Cause you don't need to do this to justify how good she is or how good women's basketball is. But man, if you put her in an NBA game or something like that and said, this offense, we are going to run plays for you. Like, like they did for Ray Allen back at the end of his career, that kind of thing where you just said, we're running plays for you. Like we want you to get open and hit threes. She could shoot with anybody in the NBA as far as pure shooting. You know, I think you could see a player like that down the road, maybe if the chance presented itself, but and she is worth the price of admission I to go tell you, watch her. If, if I'm putting money on it, you know, back in the day, Beanie Wells said that you could drop him into an <laughs> NBA game and he would get 10 points. And I'm not talking about in shape Beanie Wells either. This is, you know, non-playing shape, out right, of the right. game for a while. Beanie Wells said, you put me in an NBA game, I get 10 points. If I got a choice between Beanie Wells getting 10 points and what's her name from Iowa? Caitlin Clark, yeah. Getting 10 points, I know who I'm taking, and it's not Beanie Wells. Yeah. By the way, I mean, the Buckeyes have some sharpshooters too. Taylor Mikesell, she is she's fantastic to watch. If you haven't seen the women's basketball team, go watch Ohio State women's basketball because she can shoot. She's great. Would You Rather is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Heavy slowdowns expected on 270 westbound at Cleveland Avenue. Still working to get an accident clear. It is blocking the two left lanes. Traffic is bumper to bumper and still continues to build. Plan on some heavy slowdowns and keep an eye out for the emergency crews on scene. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. Only at Array with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Pondering life's stupid questions. What if uh, C-A-T really spelled dog? It's time for Would You Rather. The best Would You Rather this week, according to us, gets a $50 gift card to the Walrus. Pecan pennies and the Walrus are thanking firefighters, nurses, teachers, anyone with a badge. Show your badge, any badge, to receive an employee discount. Bone, are you ready? 
I'm ready as I've ever been. Zola the Pola says, my guy. Excuse me. Would you rather quit the radio business and rely solely on pimping the frozen lakes of Hudson, Ohio for financial support? Or co-host with, he says, sticker bread. It's clearly stupid bread. Mm. Um, well, I think I would rather pimp the frozen lakes of <laughs> Hudson, Ohio. That's right. I think that's probably the more lucrative option there. Uh, BG says, we built Rib City, which... That's a good pull. That's a deep cut. Ain't nobody got time for that. I appreciate it. Common Man, would you rather take a hot air balloon to work once a week, normal risk of being in one, or puke once every six months? That is a really good one, because that's two things you absolutely are terrified of doing. I refuse to vomit. Um, One day your body's not going to refuse to. You can refuse all no. you want, but your body will. Your body will say, "Too bad." No, I will drop dead. I'm not doing a hot air balloon. All right. So every, every six, six months, months you're going to puke. Yeah, that's fine. Well, how will you let yourself do that? Because you say you refuse to. I'll so what's going to? You'll. <laughs> I'll let my defenses oh, down. Okay. I if see. I allow it, it'll happen. I see. Logan says, "My guy, you need a Hummer." Would you rather have the Bengals win the Super Bowl? And get Common Man to buy a Bengals jersey, or if they lose, you can't watch sports ever again. Um, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't. Uh, I mean, I, mean, no, I, I, I would just, rather watch sports. Well, right. I mean, I'll I'll have the Bengals win the Super Bowl, and I'll buy a jersey. Yeah, I'll do that anyway. I mean, if I'm you want a Browns fan. I would buy a Bengals jersey and just never wear it if it meant I would still be able to watch sports. Yeah. Mike says, "My guys, I'm Jim Tressel for Channel Three News." Would you rather have Common Man's dad's eye-gleeking superpower that you have no control over or have Common Man's wife's bladder? Man, I don't wish that on anyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I would uh, not want to have my eye-gleeking everywhere, but that's better than having to go to the bathroom constantly, I guess. I'll just have the gleeking eye. I don't care. Yeah. Joseph says, my guys. Excuse me. Common man, would you rather be the lone performer at the Super Bowl halftime show and in return never have any unwanted human interaction for the rest of your life or have stupid Brad follow you around every day for the rest of your life, even in your own home? Oh, I know what you're picking. Oh, I'll be the performer. Yeah, I don't care. You have you have in that regard, you would have no shame. You would go out there. You would. Yeah, you would do all your well, do stuff. I have to sing or can you I just talk the, to people? You're the, you're the lone performer. I know, but that doesn't mean music. I can just do anything I want. I can oh, just yeah. whip it all out those, and show you something. All those spoken word Super Bowl halftime shows they do, where it's like now some thoughtful commentary from the common man. That's not going to fly. You got to let everybody see what's going on. You got to sing. You got to wear a little right. spandex. You got to do something. It's fine with me. Tom says, my guys. You got them all hot. Would you rather, number one, be caught by your wife heating up a watermelon with a hole in it in the <laughs> oven? Or, number two... Uh, have to eat a foot-soaking tub's worth of Skyline chili while T-Bone's feet are still in the tub of chili. Cheese, noodles, beans, onions, and hot sauce are optional. Mm, 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 mm. My wife yeah, I think at knows this point I'm marriage, a disgusting creature. We've been married for 15 years. She would take one look at that hot watermelon with the hole in it and just shake her head and come back later. She wouldn't care. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I assume in this case, your feet would be in it. For the skyline matter, I'm picking the watermelon. Yeah, I'm taking the watermelon, too. Clint says, my guys. It's called cabbage. Would you rather have your drive through fry order be cold but salted to perfection? 
or piping hot but under salt. Oh, that's easy for me. Is it easy? Have you had a cold French fry? I, I have, sadly, many times. Yeah, but, but they don't they don't respond the I, same way. I hate bland fries. Well, take are they them cold or are they room temperature? Well, he said cold. I mean, I'm saying if you pull, like if you have right, some well, fries. If cold, then no. Yeah, you can't do that. No. If we're saying room temperature, it's a little tougher, but I'd still go. I'd rather have piping hot and then I could just add my own salt. Uh, Jack says, my guys. I like you. You brought me again into the FIFA. Would you rather meet Jeff Rimmer, the MILF Slayer, <laughs> at Buckeye Lake for an ice shanty surprise? All right. All right. Or have a 20-minute segment every week where Tim Hall does all his best celebrity impersonations. I mean... I would actually like to see Rimmer in his element in the ice shanty. I'm not saying I'm going to do anything no, with him. No, I, I could see, though, Rimmer, what's going on? He's like, oh, you have to excuse me. I got to go inside. And then he just zips up the little ice shanty thing, and you're like, all right, I guess I got to... I picture Rimmer in the exact outfit that Marv Albert was caught with. <laughs> Yes, in the of hotel, course. like the dominatrix outfit with the rubber ball in his mouth. Well, I think it's the threat of frostbite that would enhance things for him in that scenario. Uh, Richard says, "Hey there, my guy. Are you trying to keep us out of Del Boca Vista? Would you rather only be able to listen to the best slash your favorite album of all time for the rest of your life, or only be able to listen to the worst genre for the rest of your life? But obviously, there's more." Yeah, you can listen to of lots of different things just, in You know what? Genre. I'll take the best, my favorite album for the rest of my life. Yeah, I'd do that too. Uh, William says, my guys. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Would you rather have the wettest, loudest farts ever, but it has the nicest smell, or be silent, but the smell would <laughs> gag a maggot? I didn't, I, I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. I'll take wet, loud, and sweet. Fine with me. Could you imagine? Yes, I think I would be there too because it would also be a weird thing at you know any type of social gathering where you might say, guys, I know this is going to seem weird, but I want you to just hear how gnarly this fart is going to be, but then just wait. And people will go, that is disgusting. Wow, what a pleasant aroma. That's what happens. And then people wouldn't be off put when you farted. They'd be like, oh good, you're freshening up the room. Uh, Chasing Times asks, would you rather have universal respect or unlimited power? Oh, you, you don't want, now, you don't I, want unlimited dirt, power. Am I dirt poor with universal respect? I think, I don't know. It's like, wow, it well, lives under a bridge, but we all respect him. I mean, here's the thing. And anybody who's seen Star Wars know this. If you get unlimited power, a movie. you're going to turn into a villain. There's no chance. It's I already am a villain. No. You become a super villain. If I had unlimited power, are you kidding, man? I you know can't. How many people I, can't. I would kill. I, exactly. See, I'd kill so it many happens people. right away, just instantaneously. Wait, I, don't, I, I can't even I'm just hear. Saying, I am that person now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I wouldn't mean. become that person. I am that person. Unlimited power. All right, pick, pick a one. <laughs> Palpatine losing his mind. That's what you want. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jack who came up with the phrase Jeff Rimmer the MILF Slayer in his Would You Rather. Congratulations, so Jack. He wins a $50 gift card to the Walrus Song of the Day. Two Hearts by Phil Collins from 1989. The last time the Bengals were in the Super Bowl, January 22nd, 1989, this was the number one song in the country. Now, here's some weird stuff about this song. 
from the 1988 movie soundtrack Buster. I had to look up the movie because I don't remember it at all. And for good reason. It made less than 600 grand at the U.S. box office, and Phil Collins was the star of the movie. Oh, no. No one was hotter than Phil Collins, but the American public said, Phil, we will listen to you. We will not watch you in a movie. No, no, no. You don't want to do that. would wind up with two number one hits on the soundtrack, this song and Groovy Kind of Love. So when you listen to this song, when you listen to Phil Collins, I want you to think about Boomer Esiason and the Bengals almost getting it done in 1989 and how the Bengals will get it done you on know, Sunday, even though I picked them to lose. Because what, what do I care? Yeah, I don't matter. This should be the rallying cry for all Bengal fans everywhere because nothing says hype for the Super Bowl, like two hearts by Phil Collins. Now I have to know, like, well, I have two thoughts on this. One, I think whenever we talk about number one hits or number one songs, we fail to realize the other side of that, which is that means a lot of people in 1989 were going, "Ugh, God, this again!" They will not stop playing this stupid song. That's like, right. That's there are right. a lot of people who got sick of this song because it was number one. They played it all the time. Do you personally enjoy this song? Yes. Okay. See, you think I'm the enigma, but you just spent a segment saying you would like to have unlimited power and be able to kill anyone. You would kill Phil Collins? No. You you live in a world where you want to kill everyone, and then this, you're like, but this is great. This, it's, no, it's, it's catchy. It's not. No, we, it's, we, this is look, awful. We can agree on this Phil is Collins, terrible. but disagree on everything else. This I'm still going to kill you. No, no, no. I'm saying... I picture my supervillains who want to murder everyone being like, yes. And what I like to listen to is the sound of people screaming in despair. And no. you're like, hey, no, hey, 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 you're doing the Carlton. And then you're like, ah, kill him. Hey, two hearts. Like, I just, that's actually more psychotic than anything you've ever done. Well, you've seen the movie American Psycho, have you not? Right! Yes, that's he, what I'm saying! He puts on music like this and, and chops people with I death. know! That's what I would be doing. I get it now! I'm, I'm a crazy going, person. I'm going to have to find a new job. I'm a little freaked out, I'm not going to lie. Uh, back page coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You are going to find some backups on 670 westbound between Grandview Avenue and I-70. More slowdowns on I-70 eastbound between Livingston Avenue and US-33. And delays expected on 71 southbound between Fifth Avenue and East Broad Street. That's going to be a five-minute delay. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers slowdown payments and flexible payment options. Help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. Only an array with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. 
Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hole. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys, Bone Man. I'm I'm just really happy to be in the presence of greatness. Oh, don't don't do it. Do not do it. He will murder you dead. Number. He will. He will murder you. I will turn your microphone off. He will. He will murder you dead. The segment will end. It will (laughs) end with your death. Anybody watching on fan TV will watch me kill you and eat you like a hungry puma. Which part of me would you like to eat? I'd rip out your innards. You want the innards? Yeah, I'm Mm. liver king. You don't want to take like a nice bite out of the calf muscle? That's what looks good to me. A good little calf muscle bite. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Do you eat a lot of meaty? I mean, well, I guess no, I'm I don't eat to... a lot of human. No, I know that, that's Mike's fantasy. No, I was trying to think. If I did, it'll become of... a reality if you keep talking. I was going to say, I was trying to think of like, do you eat the the like the calf muscle on other animals? But then again, the animals we eat typically, I don't think there's a lot of calf muscles going on. They have different bone structure and different. Like cows don't really have massive calves. They what, I mean, what do you think our loin would be? What do you mean? What where's our, our tenderloin? I think oh. you know. I assume that I've always assumed, but you know, it's just because it rhymes. Where the loin is. I've gone with yeah, loin and groin. I've just figured it's down in that region is where I kind of thought we were having Covered tender your loins. I'm, I'm going to say it's like in your stomach area on a human. Isn't that where it is on a cow though? Isn't it usually in the stomach area? Like the I'm going to say yes. Okay. Well, I know the. Uh, I think the ribs might be pretty good. Human you ribs. Think? Yeah, I mean, ribs always good on a pig. A beef rib is pretty tasty. Yeah. Where would our brisket be? Is the brisket is in the breast area of the cow. So uh, would see, we have a brisket I don't there, know. I don't know my butchering enough to know where all that well, is. Well, I'll tell you what. I gain all of my weight in my chest. So it's very fatty. I have very fatty breasts. We could cook something pretty good with a lot of that fat. I think if, if anybody was going to take a piece of me to eat, I would recommend the breastals. The breastal area. Breastals? <laughs> You'd have to trim some fat, but hopefully the muscles in there would. But be it's probably fatty. well marbled, is what yeah, I, that's what, what you I mean. want. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A good marbled, well marbled. I'm like a common Kobe man cow. I'm just drinking and mm. screwing. You and- do. <laughs> you do a lot of. Yeah, but you get. I would you- have to pound your breast meat a, wow. a considerable amount. No, Please. you wouldn't. Not my, some pounder. of my other meat you may have to pound, but my breast meat I think would be very, very good. Oh no, I think I need a pretty strong mallet. To pound that meat. Would you be able to butterfly his meat or would you just pound his meat? I want to be spatchcocked. I, I understand that Tell completely. Tell me what that is. I'm not familiar with that method. Oh, that's... The spatchcock of the chicken where you just take go take the knife through the spine of the chicken and flatten it out? Knife yeah, to the so spine, you, flatten yeah, it out. Yeah, so you, okay. you have... So, that so it's like the a flat... Entire, the, the chicken stays whole, the whole, but thing. it's flat. The inside of the chicken, all inside parts are facing down... The outer you know, edges of the chicken, those are mm. all facing You can give up. it a nice sear on a flat top if and you want to. And you just cut it up after it's cooked and eat yeah. it like that? Uh, no, you just put the whole thing in your mouth at once. <laughs> of course you cut it up, you idiot. <laughs> you can also, I have seen people I have seen people season it up and smoke a spatchcock chicken or turkey or whatever, depending on what you got. But yeah. I, I would like to see somebody continue to put themselves to the test. That could be a good YouTube video. Only one bite. You have to smash the entire whatever the whatever the item is. Like the coneheads eating sub sandwiches. <laughs> whatever the item is, There's if you a can't fit it into your mouth, it doesn't count. Well, I told you. Thing. I told you guys about the uh, the guy that I worked with because that made me think of like eating something that was undercooked or that you didn't cook properly. Mm-hmm. 
There was a guy I worked with at one of the radio stations I previously was at who swore to us that he had gotten himself to a point where he only ate raw ground beef when he was going to eat like any ground beef. And we said, there's no chance you do that. This guy claimed that when he would Uh. get a burger, when he was like teenager, he liked to get a burger like medium rare. And then he kept telling, you know, whoever was making the burgers or when he started making them down, 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 I'm going to go even less and less and less. And again, I don't recommend this. I don't think this is good. Do not do this. He got to a point where then it was like, you know what? I'm just going to not cook it and see what happens. And he liked it. And he said he got to a point where he could just open up the package and just would eat it. I mean, you go to fancy restaurants, steak tartare is a thing. Yes, usually. Not really even cooked at all. Usually they know very specific information about where that beef came from, how it was aged and prepared. bought ground beef we're talking about. (laughs) You may as well just start snacking on humans. That's the gateway. I'm just telling you. There's no chance you will catch me. I like I like a medium rare steak as much as anybody. You will never catch me eating a a raw steak, let alone raw ground beef. No, no, no. When I said like I would, when I would eat, I'd, I'd kill Tim and eat him <laughs> you raw. Me. That was just merely punishment. Oh, it was, I see. Okay. Not because I wanted to eat him raw, but I because see. he okay. was aggravating me and I wanted to punish him. That makes it so I'd much better. I'd actually probably keep you alive at, while I was pulling out your intestines so you could look at it. <laughs> oh, that's that's so nice of you. Would you, you, would, you, would you get the uh, raw him? Get Is the that what you're tor- going to do? Yeah, you get the blow torches so you could cauterize. Absolutely. My, Just keep you alive. Yeah, keep then he starts stuffing longer. things down your gullet so he can have a little this fog like raw l- out of you. Law-abiding yeah. citizen for you where oh, you just start man. chopping me up. Right, what's, what's coming up on Buckeye Show? Stop coming it. up tonight, we uh, are going to talk about those staff changes for that team up north. Of course, we'll start off with that ugly, ugly loss on the road at Rutgers last night. A lot of people, a lot of Buckeye fans mad at Chris Holtman for this one. We'll, uh, we'll dive into that. And uh, also, we can talk a little Joe Burrow, and I'll give you the only area where Joe Burrow isn't a Buckeye tonight. Buckeye show. I don't know what that means, but I'm intrigued. Coming up at the top of the hour, right here on the fan back page. The back page. The back page with Common Man and T Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call one eight hundred Cooling. Bone. Oh man, if you're planning on watching the Super Bowl and who isn't in the fourth quarter of that game, you'll see a commercial. Featuring Doja Cat. Doja Cat is covering the legendary, iconic, and one of my favorite whole songs, Celebrity Skin. But it's been reworked. The lyrics have been reworked by Courtney Love herself. So, if you are into Celebrity Skin, if you are into that song, Doja Cat, who I know you're a big fan of, Mike. You the love new, the Doja new Cat. Courtney Love version will sound like this. No, no, no. She's not singing it. She's out of her mind. Doja Cat is singing it. Courtney Love helped rewrite the lyrics that then Doja Cat will perform in this commercial for Taco Bell. Bjork so. looks at Courtney Love right now and says, you know what? You're a little crazy. Tone it down. Mm. Yeah, she'll be playing a parking lot soon. Courtney Love? Mm-hmm. Can't imagine why she's not quite normal. With the 10,000 did, did, any, did anything traumatic happen in her life that may have caused her to She was yeah, not quite right. normal. Okay, before, fine. Before I'm just too. pointing out she has a few excuses. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Buckeye Show's coming up next. Jack, it's time at 6.30. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. 
Good evening. Watch out for a disabled semi blocking the right lane of the ramp to westbound 670 from I-71. Plan on some slowdowns in this area as they try to get things cleaned up. And please be very careful over here in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Unjunk your sleep during the President's Day sale at Mattress Firm. Shop now and get a king bed for a queen price. Plus a free adjustable base with purchase. Don't miss hot buys like beds starting at just $159.99 plus 10 for pedic savings. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, The Fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcasts, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, "You're I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a, Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look, and you can't shave it all the way. No, you I, can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like that makes you. Yeah, but don't you just stop? What it am now. I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like I just. You have that look to you. A fat white guy. There's bald. No, there are other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it, even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know I know I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down. Then is it OK where it is now? Because oh, I just want to. OK, good. I yeah, just want to make sure like every other fat soccer yes, loving guy. Good. Right now. 
I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 